Evolving with episode, <laughs> evolving with Corey Castle, episode two fifty nine, hanging here in the living room, on on the on the 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 recording apparatus device, also known as a love seat in some cultures, popular nomenclature. What my friend? What my friend Brian? Hey man, Brian, Brian Scott. Brian Scott. So the thing is, there are some people that you just want to have uh, conversations on the record with. And here's our opportunity right. to, to, I, I myself, I know I have the, the outlet for us to have one of those conversations. And considering we have them pretty frequently and they're not on the record, I, I, I figured, well, well let's, let's just knock it out now. Right, yeah, I was sold this idea uh, on, on, on the notion that it would, it would appear... It would appease me to have a, uh, a version of my life uh, down, concreted in history, uh, share with my friend here, so I can always look back and see where I was and what I was thinking about. And that, that sounds nice, except where I was and what I was thinking about is fucking horrific. <laughs> Do you think when you look back on history, you wonder why you pronounced concreted, concreted? That's what you got out of that entire. <laughs> that's what that was. <laughs> that's, that's how most of our talks go. Really serious thing. Really serious feedback followed by dad joke. <laughs> well, you see, I was eating. I was eating some strumpets and I had some tea and What's then a I was strumpet. Concrete, concrete. I don't even know. A crumpet. A str- yeah, right. A crumpet. Oh, uh, roll tape. Oh, is it yeah. rolling? Do you remember, <laughs> no remember Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Ninja Turtles when when Raphael was was fighting Casey Jones in the park? Yeah. And <laughs> it's like cricket. You got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. What's a... Dude, I'm, I was born in 88. That was like five minutes past my birthday, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a nice little flex. I appreciate that. Uh, well, you know, just, you know, in case anyone was ever wondering if I know every single word to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action 1990 movie. Yep. Yeah, so five minutes wasn't horribly out of range. <laughs> I was right. But you, you, you are, you're, the amount of dad jokes you have is just staggering I can't I, in case you guys don't know this guy it's, it's one after the other unprompted to the point where I'm convinced you sit in your room with a notepad and just look at items and you're like beer can can beer can I beer can with a beer can <laughs> just like, like whatever it is that you do it's so natural and crazy oh man I, I should show you my notebook you actually have a notebook uh-huh. yeah. of course you do uh-huh. Of course I do. Oh, this stuff just gets trapped into my head and it comes out of my tables. Hey, welcome to Fridays. You guys want to buy some cocaine? Oh, wrong job. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong, that's the other other job. (laughs) These are jokes, kids. These are jokes, kids. (laughs) So, uh, I, I would like to give you the opportunity... To kind of speak on the record, if you can, of course you can, and say anything you want to ask me, you want to say anything to me, you can do that. But then also, at the same time, I, I want you to feel as like fully represented. Also, before anything, before you answer any questions or before you 
<clears throat> dive into anything too deep, I want you to feel safe and welcome and uh, let you know how grateful I am that you're here. And this is the first time I've recorded a podcast in person with someone in a very long time. And I'm excited to do it, and I'm excited that you're here. Well, that's really awesome, actually, because we've been talking about this since we met. And um, honestly, like, I, I don't know very few male – I know very few male role models in my, in my entire life. I'm 33 years old. I'm going to be 34. Um, I stay away from those kind of guys because, you know, we, we live very different lives, um, we we want a lot of the same things. We we are starstruck by a lot of the same things. We have a lot of things in common when it comes to our inquisitive nature and human behavior. And we like to laugh and have fun. And we both measure the world in very different ways. And 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 just um, when you say I want you to feel happier and safe, it's like, dude, you do you even know that when I come around you, I'm just like, have I ever entered a room that you were in and you didn't see me just be like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, and, and like, that's a hard effect to have on a guy like me. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't do bromances. I'm not like, I used to look at, I'd be like, you fucking cornballs, grow up, get a room, you know? But like, I'm like, now nah, I'd be like, you, Corey, get a room. Like, Shut up and stab you in the back. Excuse bed. me. I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> uh, I take offense to cornballs. Cause is this a dad joke? Cause I, I literally cannot. <laughs> just fucking get off <laughs> because you know you're using it in a derogatory way when I'm very proud of my cornballness I, that's the see it's so hapless and so natural it's it, you, I couldn't fault you it is the most endearing thing about you and the fact that it is just comes from a place of uh, it comes from such a well constructed place in a human being um of trial and tribulation and hard work and, and ups and downs. And it's just like to be at ease like that, to be able to have a ebb and flow where you can just, your brain is just free to soak that kind of shit in like that and just regurgitate it in positive ways. Like my brain doesn't think of stuff like that. <laughs> you know why? Cause it's got other shit <laughs> going on, but you, and so, like, yeah, so a guy like me meets a guy like you, and I'm just like, you know what? This guy's got a winning formula in in most aspects of his life. And and then the ones that he doesn't, it's just adorable to watch. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's the human experience, and you make it fun to be a part of. And, and so, like, yeah, I would be a part of 259, 359, 459 if I live that long. We'll see what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pencil that in. Um, but I do feel safe, and I feel happy, and I'm, I'm happy to call you friend. You know what's really cool is I've, I haven't had a whole lot of friends who, in the short amount of time, I would just, like, say all the stuff I'm thinking, you know? Like, with, a, with another person, it's not, it's, not, it's not as common as you'd think. Mm-mm. Because it's it's like people have an image. People people have the image of what they see, what I'm gonna be, without like like really peeling back the layers. And you, I think you like peeled back the layers like day one with me. I I understand what you mean. Um, I have a lot of superficial relationships, especially with men. Mm-hmm. 
um, insofar as like you know. All right, the the people don't know, so so tell I, I will tell you know I I I am a drug addict in recovery, and I assure you that that means every single derogatory and destructive and outdated and expired behavior that has ever come with anything you could associate with that. Jails, institutions, death, overdoses, homelessness, the works, mm. wherever that takes you, right? So, I mean, I, um, I've truly seen the ugly in people, and I've truly seen the ugly in myself, uh, and I've seen people consumed by that ugly, and they didn't make it back. They still exist in that space because they don't know enough. They, get, they tapped out, and it's like, I never tapped out. Do I still sometimes use horrific drugs recreationally? Yeah, I'm sick and suffering and I'm attempting to heal. And it's like, um, I want to live the human existence. I'm well aware it comes with pain and shittiness. And I know that some people have some things that other people don't have. Live and let live. But like you, my friend, when I walk up to a person who is like, like you, it, it's it's a different sort of energy when you're... I just saw a title on the internet, a video, it was like, uh, there is no such thing as a self-made man. You want to fucking bet, dude? Like, do you want to bet? Because I know, I know a handful and these guys are masters of their craft and... Well, uh, let me, let me see if I can kind of, if I can kind of, uh, justify that to you and see if it makes any sense. The, the type of self-made man that I am is... Due to life dealing me the hands that it's dealt me. So, uh, the, the, the OODA loop, as it's known, the, the observe, orient, decide, and act, tightened my OODA loop. And that was, through, that was through being taught how to handle things by watching other people handle them wrong or right. So... Watching, watching my friends make the bad decisions and watching some of them die or get hurt or any of that shit would kind of make me uh, decide to be the version of me that I'd want to look up to. And that, and that you never need to justify. I would take you on your worst day. I would take you in bad times. I would, and, and, and I would never wish you anything but peace of mind, and I wouldn't push you away. But, but when you say you watched your friends... And you saw the examples of the negativity in other people. And of course, sometimes in yourself, you're like, well, you know, I, I did this and I didn't like how that felt. I was that friend. Mm -hmm. There wasn't other friends like me around. Mm -hmm. I was that guy that everybody looked at and was like, God damn. Like, well, I've also um, <laughs> wanna, I also want to have the examples be how close I am with my family. How close I've been with my family. Like, growing up, Having my sister be one year difference from me and my brother be two years difference from me, we have built-in best friends. So knowing how to compassionately love people unconditionally and, and the, the closeness that we had. And then, and then uh, when my little sister was born, that, and then uh, my dad left again. It was, it was just me, my two sisters, my, uh, it was me, my two sisters, my mom, and my brother. So we, we were a fist. We were a fist, and that fist showed me strength, showed me 
how to how to uh, how to uh, navigate through in in and if it looks easy i will i would love to take that as a compliment because it's not and that that goes back to me i've probably said to you a billion times and anybody who's heard on the podcast go ahead and fast forward if you if you're sick of hearing me say it in the bookstores there's a billion dollar industry and a whole section of books called the self help section and and there's no section in the bookstore called the self fix section because that doesn't exist. The the self help is work that you have to continue to do. Mm-hmm. There's no magic wand. Mm-mm. So it's it's a it's a struggle as hell. And that's you know the 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 kind of the burden of social media right now because you constantly compare yourself to other people's lives. And you're like, oh man, I must be the worst. And then you like. Then you the, the there's a new special on HBO Max. The guy's name is uh, Drew Michael, and he talks about uh, Instagram. You sent me this, and I and I and I have tried to watch it, and I'm I, I'm sorry, to, I'm just I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I and 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 I've heard this rhetoric from people who are well wishers and people and that's why these podcasts exist, I guess, right? Is to um that's why that's why people watch TV because they want to see other people even if it's hurting themselves, even if the people are in depreciating circumstances. They're doing things that I guess you would categorize as normal people sitting at home or even people with just other things that aren't that that watch that and go, "Oh, that's pretty fucked up." Mm-hmm. You know, it's entertainment. Um I, I can promise you that in in the moment in the shoes of of that person, should my life be filmed, there's nothing entertaining about it, and it and it's so hard to tell well wishers like like that, like that speech, like yeah, you got to do, of course you do, and so why would a grown man like I, I'm six four, I'm I'm in pretty good shape, I'm I'm, I'm I have all of my teeth, uh, I, I I articulate, I have a lot of gifts that a lot of my peers don't. Given mm-hmm. to where I and I come from prisons, and I, why would somebody continuously engage in destructive behavior? Why would they do that to themselves? Even with gifts, even with people in their lives, even with jobs, even with things that they should be lucky. To, why would anyone do that? And the answer is very, very simple. It's a self worth, and it has nothing to do with what I see on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's it's the proverbial I. It's and, and and then you know you get around people like me who sit in the rooms, the NA and the AA, and they tell you, this is what they tell you when you walk in the door. It's not your fault. You're sick. You've been sick. You've always been sick. You are what you are before you are what you say you are. And you are an addict, and your brain tries to kill you on a daily basis, and you can never lose that battle for a single second, minute, day. You can never forget that that's what you are before anything else, because if you do, and you fail to do X, Y, and Z, you will eventually pick up, you will eventually use, or you will jail institutions in death are the three promises that they give you. I, I've literally done all of that on repeat and you so you would say well, any normal person my mother would call me and be like why don't you why don't you why why do you do this be, be, it's not because of my thoughts my thoughts don't 
my thoughts don't do this to me. It's how I feel. It's how I feel when I measure the world. When I go to work and I'm happy and I'm on a high and I got my friends and look at me, uh, things are moving along and then my brain will be like, kill yourself. You don't want to live. You you fucking want to do this every, every, (laughs) you want to fucking, this is how you want to be? Every day, just like stuff, like trying to hold it underwater and it never drowns. (laughs) <laughs> like it just do you know what I was just just made me think of and 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 it's gonna it's gonna seem like I'm being like a uh, silly goose but uh remember Talladega Nights? I do. The the Applebee's dinner? Yeah. He's like I I I asked you to not put onions on my yeah, on self sabotage. Right. And he's like he's like things were getting too itchy for me. I had to I had to I had to I had to blow it up. It's exactly Oh man, that was the segue. And the segue is now that I'm now that I'm 33 and I look back at my life with some level of maturity and respect, I say to myself, "Oh, I never gave myself a chance to learn a winning a winning language, love language with myself. Mm-hmm. I don't I've never enacted or practiced or any kind of there's no successful language I associate with myself. I don't really have it in any areas. I never gave myself the chance and I suffered those consequences. And now that I'm 33, it's like, well, dude, you need to learn. You yeah. got to find male role models. You got to you got to get involved. You got to buy into something. You you have to you're here. Mm-hmm. You're not dead. You can't do that. You got you try life equity. You you have life equity, so it's like uh-huh. it, it becomes a choice, and it's not. A, and I can promise you, at 21, if you had a gun to my head and asked me to say any kind of this to you, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Everything just sucks. Like mm-hmm. pull the trigger. I mm-hmm. and that and that's the difference now. It's like all right, I have this thing, and and basically, I just have a lo- I have a lust for life and a brain that wants to kill me, and sometimes the brain. Wins mm-hmm. and 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 luckily I haven't died. But then you know I got guys like you in my life, and I'm really like you know what life wouldn't life life isn't really that bad. Um, these guys like me. They say nice things to me, even when I feel horrible and I'm at work and I got a smile on and I'm talking to these tables and we're making money and high five and and this is great. My brain's still like you want to suffer till you're fifty. Mm-hmm. This is what you want to do. Every day for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You've had 33 years of hell. Never not had hell. That's tiring. But then I'm like, you know what? If I can have a life like these guys with these guys and and help other people. And look at this outlet you have. This is an amazing thing that you've done. And it's like now other people are going to hear this. And they're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and the only reason this exists is because I work at Fridays and you, you lived your entire life the way you have up until now. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's literally the only... I've never known anybody who does shit like this. Why? Because I don't know winners. <laughs> My phone's a collection of fucking pure D, grade A, meat whistlery. Okay? Like, no, there's fucking nothing going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I, ha- I have a, a bit that I was trying to write about uh, about dying and someone discovering all the weird notes for bits in my phone and being like trying to figure out what the heck was going on in my life like oh what what is this bit what is he talking about like because i the same way i have notebooks i have notes like that's in my phone like just a stupid stupid one i um me me and a girlfriend were uh were both like my my feeling fell out and uh her like her throat was sore or something and neither one of us were were going down on each other. 
because my tooth was messed up and I didn't want to get my cavity stuff in her cavity. And, <laughs> and, and, she said, and I said something to her and she was like, I didn't want to say anything because my throat was hurting. I didn't want to like, she's like, well, when my throat feels better and your cavity is refilled, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a celebratory 69. And I said, I said, congratulingus. Oh my God. Celebratio. <laughs> so who the hell would read con- Congratulingus and <laughs> who would who would read that when I'm dead and not know what the hell it was? And they'd be like, "This weirdo." I'm surprised you didn't tell her uh, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd settle for a 68. That's where she blows you, but you owe her one. Did, you know what I mean? Did I ever tell you? <laughs> That's the hackiest shit. <laughs> That's the hackiest shit. What did you expect from me after that long resume I just gave of all of my accomplishments? Like, what did you think that I thought? My, like, my friend Noah. My friend Noah. Uh, we used to do stand up together all the time. He had this. He had like a like a runner through his whole set that was like that. He's a virgin, but he's dating a girl who they're not sleeping together. He said. A lot of times, she'll come over and we'll 17 all night. You know what that is? She'll lay flat and I'll lay next to her going, please have sex with me. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. I, somebody showed me that clip. They actually sent it to me. It's on, uh, it's on the YouTube clips. It's hilarious, dude. That's so funny. That's been the theme of my day. Is I've been sending videos to people about things and then they'd be like, yeah, I just saw that actually. Well, Did if, you you saw that, if you saw that video, I recorded that video. That was me recording that when, when that video went up. I'm 99% sure I've seen that on YouTube. Okay, well, neat. <laughs> That's really freaking cool, actually. Ain't, ain't it? <laughs> wow. That's, yo, the internet's funny, man. Actually, I actually just saw a video of the concert you were just at uh-huh. that I was supposed to be with you at. Yep. Dealing with that whole situation. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, sometimes people go through it. Sometimes people recreationally shoot heroin. It is what it is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I just... We'll put a, put a, a K in that recreation and a W. Rec-reation is wrecking lives. It, it wrecking does. Wrecking plans. It truly does wreck lives and plans. I, 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 and, so wreck-wreck-reational drugs. Oh. God, fucking! <laughs> you, you're the one doing them. I, you can't prove that. <laughs> just re- rewind 15 seconds. <laughs> but uh, and you know what? And like, and it's so crazy because I talked to my brother, and my sister recently, and getting my affairs straightened out for 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 that long trip, not the dirt nap, that other one, that long ride on the short bus, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then they're just like, you know, they're, they're they're just asking me all these questions now that I'm an adult. You know, I haven't speak, spoken to them in years. Rolling, up, rolling in that gray goose. Yeah, man. You know, and I'm like, uh, they're like, what, what, what goes through your mind? And I'm like, nothing good, because there's nothing good. And and they're and I'm like, I want you to remember all your fucking heroes that aren't alive. All of them fucking did the same thing. They lost the same battle I'm currently fighting. Your Elvis Presleys, your Kurt Cobains, your Chris Cornells, your Chester Benningtons. Mm. They're fucking dead. And they're legends. And they had the love of the entire world. All the money anything could buy. Resources 
I, fuck anything. They they had the world by the butt. You couldn't. You could drop them in India, in the Congo, and it'd be like, oh, Chris Cornell, like. Mm-hmm. Beautiful human beings that, you, you, uh, that were, were the rarest of breeds, you, and they're you would follow him into the desert as thirsty as you are. Yeah, I would, and and mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's it. And mm-hmm. they couldn't do it. They tapped out, mm-hmm. and they are no different than the the kid down the street whose parents are struggling. That kid is them. There, that kid. The same thoughts and feelings, the emotions, the drives, they're not fucking here. Chris Kirk, didn't Cobain put a fucking gun in his mouth? Yeah. They, they're singing songs about killing themselves. Chester's screaming out, God, kill me. Like, f- these are people. They're not, these are human beings. And it's like, yeah. they, they, they are, and why do you think everybody listens to their shit? Do you know that it was like, it, I didn't, until I started shooting heroin, I didn't really like that music. I didn't get it I was like I, I didn't and then I started listening to their fucking words as like an adult male who was like dealing with the same shit and I was mm-hmm. like these guys are fucking rad dude you know it's insane that, but when you think about it like that dude it's it's way more it, anybody would be like yeah you know he's right <laughs> yeah this is to, it's totally a thing and I think you have just as much of a chance of hearing me doing well as you do hearing that I'm dead in a ditch and on either way, you should be happy. One, because... His suffering is over. It's not that it, it, it... And it's... Just ask yourself one question, guys. If anybody is ever listening to this at home for any reason, and they know somebody that's putting them through hell, and they can't reach, and, and they want to help, and they want to be good to, do you ever believe for one single second that anyone wakes up and wants that for themselves? Do you, do you for any reason, think... That they're like today is the day. like you can be like yeah you made the choice. No, you you do that shit when you see no way out. No one's that ignorant. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what this shit is. Everyone knows it kills everybody. It's mm-hmm. killed most of my friends, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. It's killed most people I know. You'd be now I'm so numb. Oh, did you hear about Billy fucking bundles? Oh, what happened to Billy? He's dead. Oh, well, that's he, a shame. He is he has a really drug name. Oh, he's a real person. He's actually dead. Oh, that's, you know a, I mean? that's a pretty drug name, though. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, when you talk about somebody... Is that, named, is that, is that, is that a nickname? That's, his, that's what he's... I mean... It's what he's that, known by around right. the way. But, like... Like... Live by the junk, die by the junk. Like, Boy, if you call him William Cundle, would that be any different? No, because William Cundle is Billy Bundles, and Billy Bundles is fucking dead because he shoots heroin. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks. But be happy. Be, be sad because it's tragic, but be happy. One, because you have no fucking clue how long that individual's life is when every minute of every day is spent feeling like you don't belong here, you don't do anything right, you're too much of a person to get in line, to get involved, to be involved, to stay involved, to invest. You don't have a success language. It's not a failing on your parents' part. It's a self-identification. Do you I think, promise you. Do you think, though, like, I, I, I say this about a couple things. So, uh, like, if you go into NA and, and AA and they tell you this is your thing, this is your disease, this is like your, this is going to happen, like, you are what you are before you say it. You are what you are before you are what you say you are. Okay. It's, that's perfect. I love that. But is it inside of accepting that inside? Because... 
Yes, that is that is it's acceptance is step one. There's there's the acceptance of that, which ins, inside of that will allow for some victimhood. Uh, we don't want victimhood. We know we're fucked up. We know right. we've done shitty but things. I mean, that 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 I'm, I'm broken is tough to accept for your worth, right? Well, like, you want to think. Wouldn't you go like, oh well, if I'm broken, do I I don't deserve to have prolonged joy? No, it's it's not until there's levels to it. I used to date girls in my twenties and be the shittiest, like because I again, again, you would just be like, be a decent guy. The normal guy would be like, oh, you're a fucking scumbag. You did that. You would think that because that's not you. Don't think the way we. You would be shocked if I wasn't sitting here. Maybe, maybe I articulate it better. Maybe I don't. But if. Anybody I know, if I, I if I call a friend of one of these recovery houses, it's like come on over and talk. Same story, same thoughts, same 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 same, and you're and it's the same down the line. And it's like at a certain point, yeah, you walk into these rooms and they're they're telling you like you know yeah addiction has a hundred percent success rate, but so does recovery. You know what I mean? And they start throwing around these words like honesty, open mindedness, willingness. Dude, I was just shooting heroin in my neck. I just stole money from somebody to get high or like did some scumbag shit. I don't care if you live or die. I just stepped over my kids to go get fucked up. That guy isn't trying to hear open honesty, mindedness, and willingness. That guy doesn't know what the fuck that means to save in, in order to save your life. And then they say there are those who are – there are such unfortunates, those who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. That's how I feel every single fucking day of my life. I got to sit here and dig up every shitty thing I've ever done wrong, replay my greatest hits on a daily basis, write them down, answer questions about them, come to a concise... Re- oh, yeah. Checks out. I'm really fucked up. Always have been. So now that I know that these are the things that are wrong with me and these are the natural proclivity of things that I tend to, to, to stray towards, what's the plan to put an act? We never make it that far. Mm-hmm. That's why there's like an 85 85- That's what my first sponsor told me. He's like, are you proud to be a part? Are you going to be proud to be a part of a team with an 85% failure rate? Mm-hmm. That's AA. Well, that's NA. 85%. Numbers don't lie, people do. Let's, um, let's, uh, let's be careful about the, the pride we hold in anything. You know what I'm proud of? <sighs> What's that? Didn't I tell you this? I, I think I told you this the other night. Wouldn't my, wouldn't my, like, I don't speak to my, it's the weirdest thing. Because of the choices that I've made as a lesser man, like, now I'm more conscientious, now I'm more... I'm aware. Now my goal is to not bleed on people that didn't cut me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I've hurt some good people. And I used to not have a heart. You have to tuck that away. If you've never been to prison, then you don't understand. If you've never sat alone in a box with rapists, murderers, thieves, gangbangers, killers, serial killers, and had to pretend like, bitch, try me, I'll take your life, knowing damn well that, like, hmm, you'll fight them. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Somebody pulls a knife, you're getting cut up. If you've never had to make choices like that mm. and pull yourself out of that to be a human and answer a phone call from your mother and she says, well, I don't want to talk to you ever because this is who you are and you made this choice. You know what I had to tell her? Mm. You know all those moms in the neighborhood whose kids are fucking dead? Don't you think they wish they could have even shitty conversations with their kids? 
Your, your kid, me, I'm fucking alive. I'm tough as fuck. I'm smart as fuck. I'm a good looking man. I'm, there's, a, there's not much I can't do. Well, once I figure out all these massive collection of red flags. But once, once I work out this mental illness, you guys all watch out. But like, you know what I mean? I, I think a lot about my parents being proud of me for stuff, but I try to have like the looks part be the very last part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like if, you, if my mother were to be like, if I were to clean myself up and, and, and present my, she, that's You would look at me walking down the street, I think, anywhere and be like, that, that's a clean-cut young man. Like, good-looking young... Mm. Like, nothing... Ab- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how people see me. Sometimes I'm kind of shitty, but like... Uh, and, and that's just the whole, like... When I talk to other people's... You know how weird it is to talk to other people's parents about their, their kids and addiction? Mm. That's what I tell them. I tell them, like, hey... Like, they don't want to be this. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I lived as I believed. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I love you, man. Do, do you know why? <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? You're just indomitable, bro. You really just... That, that's, that's the inner monologue... That when they, you know what they say, we don't have that success language. Our head doesn't say we can. When somebody says, "How much does that cost?" The success language will dictate that you should say, "How much will that make me?" That's the difference between you and me. And that I, I hate it. I, I wish I hung out with you more and did things with you and just watched you operate because I, I'm, I'm a liar in that I'm a chameleon. Mm. It's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm... I'm 33, I'm walking up into a situation that requires an adult. And they'll be like, alright, well here's the situation. And I'll be like, alright, what would an adult do? I'm fucking... Th- I've been an adult for a while. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll be like, but you... It's just different. Because you, you, you have the mindset and always have... Uh, had a success language. And, and it, it's been reliable and it's paid off. And it's never really kind of let you down. I, I, I don't really see an area of your life where your success language... I haven't been around for a while, but like it seems that when you speak, it's from the diaphragm. It seems that when you act, it's, it's enshrined in your code. Like you, you, you are a very dignified human being, and, and if you died tomorrow, no one would be like, scumbag. They would, everyone would be like, what a great loss to humanity. What a phenomenal human being and a friend. If I died, they'd be like, that motherfucker owed me thirty dollars, like or some shit. I don't know. Like there would be very different feelings. <laughs> Same venue, very different thoughts, and that is why. I, and, and that is why I wish I can siphon from you and learn because I'm I'm a chameleon. I I might not ever be true to these morals and values you have, but I can I can mimic them. A couple things I want to say before I forget. So, if you're about to be really humble, when when you were talking about when you were talking about. When you were talking about success language, when you were talking about uh, like a role model, when you were talking about a man, for a very, very long time, I, I can't even I can't even tell you how recent it was, but I, up until a very recent time, I wouldn't refer to myself as a man because men make me uncomfortable. Men have a tendency to make people uncomfortable, and with me, I grew up in a house without a man. 
So anytime I've ever met any girlfriends, dads, or anything, there's always been a level of uncomfortability. So like I disassociated with me being a man. Of course, I always thought of like I was like as a guy and I was a dude, but like to to take pride in the being a man thing. Like when somebody calls you Mr. Goins, does that make you weird? Yeah, I mean, some someone called me Sir today. That's normal. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, feel like Mr. Doesn't, be... That doesn't happen to me very often. Like, like Mr. Goins was my great grandfather. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like. Uh, so, I think any title is better than State of Pennsylvania versus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, but I'm I'm accepting that man shit now. Like I I did I didn't for a really long time, but I'm like, fuck yeah, I got I got I got calluses on these hands. I earned these. That's that's a, that's some man shit. I don't think that way. Uh, and. And like when I look at when I look at people going gray and like being upset about it and like covering it up, I'm like, you earn that shit. You be proud of that shit. Yeah, and, you live on a planet where everything kills you, and you manage to live right, life. Right. Like, and usually, usually, the longer you've been doing something, the better at it you are. And life, you're better at life than than a good. There's more dead people than there are people than there are people. Yeah, did you? There's a literally a show called. Remember that show, Thousand Ways to Die. Mm-hmm. You would yeah. die crossing the street. Fucking my great grandmother died eating a piece of steak. Mm-hmm. A piece of fucking steak. How do you live to like? I forget what she like ninety four, and you die from steak. The sun kills you. The water kills you. Milk kills you. Too much of this kills you. Crossing the street, spiders, fucking ro- rogue animals, waves. Anything fucking kills you. Anything, and you made it till however long. You're a fucking miracle. The fact that your lineage is here at all—you've survived war, famine, cold, tornadoes, ice ages, saber-toothed tigers, bitch. Your family, like COVID nineteen, sit the fuck down. All right, like it's not—it's gonna work itself out. You know what? The fact that you're here and mildly like shooting heroin sometimes you're, you're pretty fucking lucky mm-hmm. and i wish that my brain told me that on a daily basis but what i the difference is in terms of the confidence to achieve a task with reasonable amount of effort shown is the difference between you and me for instance somebody can be like here's this challenging task and i might not even think about doing it or I might think about doing it for the reasons that are different than you. One, I might do it because, well, it depends on who's watching. You are going to do it because you you might say to yourself, well, I don't know if I can, but I'm going to go find out. And the reason you'll have that confidence is because you have a list of things that you've undertaken that were difficult, that you were guided through, or you worked through on your own. And you've seen success after success after success, and you've grown upon that brand. That's what gives people the confidence to do anything. You want to know what gives me that confidence? You want to see the coolest person I become? Four and a half seconds after I shoot heroin. And if I don't die, I'm the best person ever for like roughly three hours. Where I'm just impervious and I'm just like super kind and conscientious and I'm really energetic and hardworking and I'm pumped up and I'm happy for everyone else and I'm truly like weeping inside for how beautiful everybody is knowing that I am a total scumbag. But like... That is the best person that I become, and and that's not because I have any accomplishments. I've never done anything worth doing. Is Nothing. That, is it? Is there like a comfort in that escape? No, it's not. A, it's not a, like I'm at an age where women are women. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank God they love red flags. All right. Like these women, beautiful girls. They're just like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want Jimmy because Jimmy is an accountant and fuck that. Like she will cheat on Jimmy with me because I'm dope as fuck or whatever she thinks. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just. Well, you're, you're funny and you're confident and you're smart. I'm you're not like, confident. It's well, a red you, flag. <laughs> you. What's conf- Give me a reason why I should be confident. Go. I'll wait for you. You just said I'm alive. I'm I'm good looking. You just said all of it. I'm Congratulations. Smart. I've survived my life. That mm-hmm. should be more than a bare minimum requirement for a human being is that you've survived your life. It's an impressive feat given what you're up against. However, there's more to just surviving your life. Now when I have the I I've got kids that I'm not in their lives because of the choices that their parents made. And mm-hmm. so I'm a dad. And this is very common for men in, in addiction. It took me a long time to get help for that because I was so ashamed of it. And I was like, I, I will do better than my father. But I was too sick to know how to accept help or take help. Or It's ridiculous. One of the, the whole points, thing is fucking One of the ridiculous. points that I was trying to make that I wanted, that I wanted to say was I was talking about, um, talking about the, like, the I'm broke. Like just accepting that I'm broke. Th- I'm broken. Something's yeah. wrong with me. I'm only going to make the wrong decisions and affect my own self. Like, there is something called the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And you've spoken it so much into your subconscious mind that you're attracting breaking shit. I used to not think that. People used to tell me what you just told me, mm-hmm. and I used to say, fuck you, I'll show you. I'm not, I don't break everything I touch. It, it was just because of this. It was just because of this. It was just because some of this. The ego. Exce- That's some, some bullshit ego. Like, I'm not broken. I'm just, this, this was just a shitty, sur- I, I, used to, I was just telling you about this about me before we started recording. And I said, I rebel against you trying to fix me. Stop trying to fix me. Right. I, 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 I exactly relate. But in the fact, not, 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 not in a, in a destructive way like that, but in, in, a, in, a, in a destructive light. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's diet destructive. Can I, can, you're, you're right. It's the Coke Zero. Of- if I could tell parents anything, I think this would like you the way the way you 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 talk about Mama Castle and your family. I'm just like that's not mine. First of all, you want to know what really turned on my my conscience? I hurt my family plenty. Mm-hmm. I hurt strangers I didn't really know or care about. But I also never knew parents that weren't disappointed in their kids. Why? Mm. Because I'm me and I hang out with other people like me. And other people like me are also disappointing. And therefore, their parents are probably disappointed in them. Right? So, so like, you, parents you, are supposed to be disappointed in you, in my in my view. Like, I didn't care if they were because none of my friends' parents and they we all just kind of carried on and did whatever. But when I got older and I got closer to people I did care about that weren't my family. And they would turn to me and they would say things like... I don't like you any at all or like you're not okay and or like you're a monster or like you're and 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 it would this make is me like the uh <laughs> the thing I was going to ask you about like like does do you get desensitized to the moral compromise as an addict? No. no I mean there, I mean, like I said, there's, after a point, there's levels, and yeah, of course you do. Like, so you're alive, if, if you, you have, can't die. You, you're not dead. You're too much of a. I, I promise you, if you're an addict and you're alive, you want to live. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets. Nobody wants to die when they use. If they want to die when they use, it's you'll know. It's very much on purpose. Chance. A lot of people just go to get high and end up dying. 
If I is, want, if isn't I, it true? Like if, if 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 somebody ODs on your stamp, then you sell out. Like everybody wants to buy your bag. Yep, hundred percent. Then how is it that nobody wants to die? They just Be, because, because that's not the addict brain. The addict. All right, I'll give you an example. Just want to get high enough, they could die. But in Ocean County, die. back in two thousand and twelve, there was a, a, a bag called Bud Light. And the police, a few people had died from it. So the police took to Facebook and put it on there and said, don't get this bag, heroin users. This stamp is killing people. And then certain users would be like, well, just don't just tell us about the bag. Tell us about where would we go to look for it so we know to stay away from that particular area. And the addict brain says they're using it wrong. They did too much, or like what? No, what they didn't know at the time was that was that fentanyl was coming around. Oh, dude, the the I, I was dating this girl, and and like I was on a road trip with her with her and her sister, and uh, her sister was talking about like road music, and I was like, oh, I got this mix, I got this mix with like all these like acoustic rock jams, like those are awesome. I love it. Let's do it. And she's like, I hate acoustic rock and and I was and I was a little heartbroken but then I then I said something that I feel like such a creep for thinking about it comparatively because I was like oh you just haven't listened to the right acoustic rock which made me go oh she thinks she's a lesbian she just had she just ain't had this dick yet you know what I'm saying like that same like creepy comparative like uh, you you think right you think you don't like this, or you think you do like this, so that doesn't matter. Like, it's like minimalizing how you actually feel about it. I, I have a tendency to minimalize, but only because I'm well aware. I've taken a great deal of stock in who I am, what I'm capable of, what I'm capable of sustaining. And as much as the things that truly poison me, you want to know the number one thing that poisons me more than anything? Is can I guess? You can. Let me guess. Yeah. Uh, um, um, uh, gas. <laughs> Oxygen is the most poisonous gas, isn't it? All right. Um, no. Oh, oh, no? Damn it! You said most... You gave me hope like I had won something? No. Like, like you need hope from me. (laughs) It's literally why I came to your house. (laughs) It's for a little bit of hope and a podcast. No, man. It's the love that I have that I can't give. The love that I have that I've had for my whole life and have not been able to give appropriately. And now that I am a man of conscience and a man who is going forward, like taking that accountability, doing what you have to do, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to hear these people. It's difficult to talk to them. It's, it's difficult because I want them to be in my life and they can't. And that's it. And that's the end of it. I love them. I love my children. I I, I love their mother. I I love my mother. I love my family. And I I can't be around them until I fix myself. But 
I wish, I wish, <laughs> I wish it were easy. I, I want to call them with my problems. I want to call them with my successes. I want to clap for others. I want to, there's just so much I want and I can do it in due time. I've, I've walked into the rooms. I, that's, that's what those steps are for. You know, step one, you admitted that you're powerless. Okay. You're right. I fucking can't do this on my own. Step two, you know, we came to believe a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Not that you fucking, you had to believe it. Not that it happened immediately. It was, we came to believe we sat around and we looked at a couple people we suspected were liars and oh, look at how fucking great my life is, and blah, 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 blah. No, we, we saw people just as crazy and shitty as we were, and they were doing things that we wanted to do, and they said, well, this is because of what I did here. And that's really it. You want to talk to old-timers in these rooms, they're going to say, God and AA, God and AA. Well, it's definitely not Doritos and heroin. So, <laughs> But, like, in the end, yeah, man, the love that I have for... For my life, for myself, for my friends, for, for the things that I just love that I can't, I can't be a part of. It poisons me until I can't function and I feel so sad and alone. And all I do is I think about all the shitty and you just replay your greatest hits and you can't stop your brain from thinking that. And you can't stop the physiological, emotional response. I'm an emotional creature, dude. So... Can't watch it. I can't make it through an ASPCA commercial and you're a fucking monster if you can. <laughs> Success language. Success language. Success language, I think, Conflict and appropriate resolution. Exists inside of... of eliminating limits. That only matters if you... Ha- no. So, that fucking matters if you're Joe Rogan. Okay. If I go out in the middle of the street and punch someone in the head, I'm going to prison. If Joe Rogan does it, it's a fun thing to talk about on next week's podcast because he's fucking Joe Rogan. The difference is his success language, he's transcended, like, he's transcended, it's totally, it's just a different way, it's a different confidence in executing conflict and resolution anywhere in your life. I, I I hear what you're saying. Responsibly, I I I, I understand respectfully. Uh, let's not compare ourselves to someone like Joe Rogan. What Joe Rogan's wants are are way different than what our wants are. So when we talk about when we talk about our lives, we talk about like the shit that we can't have happen, the shit that we don't want to happen. We just switch the can'ts to the things that you want instead. So instead, instead of going, oh, I, I don't want to work this job anymore. You go, I want to work somewhere that makes me feel this way. And that, that, was, a, that was a formula that was introduced to me by my mom. And that, that is something that she used to listen to these, these tapes, that were the, these like lectures in the in the van when she would drive around with us, and it was Abraham Hicks. I, I listened to Hooked on Phonics. But go ahead. <laughs> My mom was a good mom. Go ahead. So it would just be it would be these like channeled speeches about the law of attraction, uh, and it it was uh, very much about like attracting to you more of what you want 
by speaking what you want and trying to limit how much you speak about what you don't want. I'm just happy I have a job. No, I was, that was just an example. I wasn't, I wasn't specifically talking about the job. It could be the car you right. have. It could be about the company that you keep. It could be about... It could, so you, you've met me now. Yeah. If, if you, in, in your head, go like, I, I hope to meet... I want to meet five other people just like that. And I have them. And I just made you a part of the team. You just didn't know it. So <laughs> unrestricted free agent. You were drafted. You get the letter in the mail. But I, I think, I think that once again, going back to like that accepting shit, like accepting that that something else. And I make this point all the time. I talk about when people go, "Oh, just my luck. Oh, just my luck. I got that flat. Oh, just my luck." That, like you just gave. The accountability for how well things could or couldn't have went to some outside source that isn't you. Your luck isn't to blame for it. In all of the things that just my luck exists in, the common factor is you. Mm-hmm. You changed your luck by saying to not to not give luck the blame. Like that's like accepting that. My love, my likes, my luck sucks, so my life has to suck. I, I feel like this has been very negative, and the only reason why I have gone into it the way I did, let me let me be frank, it's 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 a collective of a concise human. These aren't the things I think anymore. I don't blame things. I don't blame mommy. I don't blame daddy. Oh I don't, yeah, I, wasn't... I don't blame circumstance. At the end, I when I look back, I say things happened exactly the way. They were supposed to happen at the time. Everybody played their part. I did this terrible thing, and that was an option that was available to me. And at the time, it was executed, and that was that. Looking back on it now, I can't be like, well, it's because mom did No, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. I'm an adult man. I'm 33 years old. When I go to work, I'm grateful. You ever wonder why I walk into Fridays, and I'm like, all right, I cost, by the way, you guys ever eat at Fridays, refer to them as the TGI Fridays Crime Syndicate. We are, a.k.a. the Stabbage Patch Kids. Anyways, a little street gang. I must, I must <laughs> tell you. You are a part of that. I, I, must, tell, I must tell you. Honorary member. Anytime, any, anytime I've ever been on anybody else's podcast and we talk about me being a, a waiter or a server, I'm like, just don't mention where I work. Don't you're mention. The, you're don't, the fucking. Don't mention the restaurant. You're the best mediocre server I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> don't give him more than two tables, bro. So I'll be like, hey, man, uh, this funny thing I saw online, you'll be like, I, I just got a fucking ketchup. I'll be like, all you have is a Sprite. You need to, like, you just need a Sprite. Dude. <laughs> You're I, a professional wrestler. What did just, anyone expect? I, like, I, dude. Back before Christmas. I'm joking. He's, back, he's, <laughs> he's the most personable server that we have. I, I'm by far the worst thing that Fridays has ever hired. What, he, before Chris lost his mind. Before, oh no, we can't mention where we work, but we gotta talk about Chris. Dude, okay. I just saw a video of Chris online and I, I, I wanted to send it to you, but I Before didn't. Chris lost his mind again, um, he he would always calm me down when I was when I was um when I was in the weeds or like kind of frazzled or whatever, and he would come up to me and he'd say, Just beers and just burgers just and beers, burgers and beer, man. Burgers and beers. Burgers and, and beers. Calm me right down. Uh, when I was doing something, <laughs> I said, uh, 
Chris went to talk to me like I was right in the middle of it all and I said he started talking to me and I was like just don't talk to me right now just don't talk to me I, I just need to focus <laughs> don't talk to me and and he waited like 45 minutes and he came back to me and he was like hey can I talk to you right now and I was like yeah, you can talk to me, but don't ask me any questions. <laughs> it's so accurate. It's so bad. You really, you really can't, like, it doesn't take much. Like, it just, you get into a ring with a 300-pound Eddie Valentine and get thrown around, but somebody asks you for a cherry Sprite, and that's it. All bets are off. I got to get the fucking straw. Too much ice. Where's my goddamn wings? Like... <laughs> Don't talk to me, sea liar. Like, I thought, I mean, but look, you know, I'm grateful to have an employer. I'm grateful to have friends. I'm grateful to have a po- uh, uh, I'm grateful to have these conversations and talk about this shit. And if somebody ever found out who I really was and like reached out and they're like, hey, you're a fucking moron. You sound like a victim, blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, dude, I'm just trying to figure it out. I want the same things that fucking t- 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 Greg and Jenny across the street have. A How'd mortgage. You know name? Did I guess right? That's the people across the street. That's nuts. How'd you do that? Are you fucking serious? How'd you do that? I, what do you mean? I was a total fucking guess. Oh, I totally made it up. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. That's not their name. <laughs> you, were so, you were so stoked and your teeth got all dry. You're like, what? How do you know my teeth got dry? Why are you looking at my teeth? Because I washed you. Turned into Fire Marshal Bill. Ah, I just, I, I want a mortgage. I want to come home and turn the key into a house. I want to have a shitty car. I want to complain about normal shit. I want to be like, oh, I have a mortgage and the boss is really riding me. Like, think my wife's fucking the mailman or like, whatever. Normal shit. I want normal problems. You, I, I, I just, I, I want to figure this out and be a, a good human. I just want people to be like, yeah, Brian, he's all right. That's fine. If I get like seven out of ten people I know to be like, he's gonna, he's fine. Yeah. I, I'm great. That's better than any review I've ever got. It's always 11%. No stars. Fuck you. Butter me, Walter Buffalo. No questions. Like, you remember <laughs> uh, Bill, Bill Burr did a thing. He's like, you don't want to die as the asshole. He's like, you don't want to die at the asshole. Then no one knows what to say at your funeral. They're like, ah, always paid his bills on time. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, always ironed his shirts. He's a bill-paying son of a bitch. You gave that guy a bill, he paid it. <laughs> you gave that guy a bill, he paid it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't want to be, you know, I just, I, 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 and sometimes I'll like daydream. I daydream a lot about a life that I'm not living and I'll see myself in it and then it'll just like puff and smoke. And I'll be like, not yet. Let me give you a little idea about something. Maybe you didn't know this. So my father was a lot like me. And and I and I think a lot of my life, I just didn't know that because I didn't know him. So I was adopted by a blonde-haired, blue-eyed man from Texas mm-hmm. in the military from a very Texas and Oklahoma family. And uh, I wasn't one of them. You know, I was in his blood, so... I, I'm like an alien walking around. I'm like, why am I being treated kind of different? Like, it, everyone's not really like me, but sort of is. And then I went and met my dad when I was 14 because my mom got drunk and was like, hey, you want to go? You never, that whole family, not yours. This guy, he ran when you were a, kid, a baby, but he, that's him. I met him and instantly he is slick talking. He had the gift of gab. He was very charming. He was very witty. He was everything that I was. And I was like, 
This guy, despite never having a single successful relationship in his life, led a horrible life. Jail, drugs, dumb shit, fumbled around, whatever. It was oh, You would just call him a total loser, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when he was 40, he went back to school to get his master's. And then I think he was going for a doctorate. He became a fucking marriage counselor. Never having been in a successful relationship in his life, sat on a fucking couch next to married people and said, well, this is what I think you should do. And he died of a brain aneurysm when he was 55. Yeah. Just fucking dropped dead one day. Like, he got his shit together. He, He survived that whole fucking life. And then just one day, and you know what? A year later, my mom texts me about it. You know, she mm. said, she was like, yeah, your dad died last year. Here's the fucking obituary. Mm. And I was like, well, thanks for the text. Real you, efficient. <laughs> you, you really put the bitch in obituary right there. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to make my mom out, but she don't, she don't know what to fucking say to me. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but like, no, the but, point is, once I met my father, I was like, oh, everything makes a way more. And I never got to know him. I'm like, dude, how did you mitigate? How did you mitigate being you against your will on a daily basis? Like, in just every day, like, could you ever hold jobs? Would any of your friends say that you were a good friend? Were you attentive? Were you, like, like, what kind of guy were you? Like, never got to ask. I don't, I was my crazy-ass mom. And when I call her, I'll be like, hi. She'll be like, are you on drugs? Did you break into the house down the street, you scumbag, fucking piece of shit, loser, faggot? And they're like, fucking hang up on me. I'm not joking. I have letters. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's what sucks. And so now I got to figure this out. Now I just got to be like, you know, I, I got a lot of gifts and I got a lot of good things and I love my life and I love that I have friends like you and I outlets like this and just like really cool opportunities so I guess this is kind of like a this is kind of you know what I told myself on the car here right here I was like you know what this will be for anybody in my family if they ever wanted to know what was on my mind what goes through my head the things that I have uh, anthropomorphized or put together just kind of like a here you fucking go well like should I be dead in a week? I, I also like it for you because this is a timestamp. This is this is where you were at right here, right now, and the right here, right now that you're in. When you listen back to this, who knows when is going to be be like, oh wow, I can laugh about how I was facing those problems. You know, now that you're outside of them. We're probably going to laugh about this a decade from now. You'll probably, we'll probably end up on a road trip to go watch you wrestle and you'll probably do some stupid shit. You'll be like, you, 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 you know what I'm about to play? And then you'll play this and I'll just be sitting there. What? I, I, uh, mindless uh, histo- babble. For historically, I'm really uncomfortable listening to my own podcast. Like, I listen to some of them, but sometimes they feel like I, it's, sometimes it's funnier to not have the visual because if I'm watching it back, I'm like, look at that phony. Even though I know I'm being all the way myself. You are being all the way yourself. I don't even know how to compute that I'm feeling like that's phony. If anybody ever didn't know you personally and they heard you, this is how you talk, this is your normal rhetoric. 
This is it. Like, this is how you are. It's not showy for this. Like, when I'm, we're at Fridays and you're trying to tell me this really poignant thing going on in your life, you're, it just is expressive. And if you had a bongo drum, you'd probably bang on that too. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, that's what it means to have friends like you now. Like, I don't have... I, I have friends that I've known for a long time. We've had ups and downs, but I haven't been a good, very good friend to them. And they don't turn to me and they don't say things like, you know, you're really special or you're more than... that. Like, not the way you guys do. And this was the first year of my life where, like, I guess I got out of my own way in that sense and I was able to peel back layers on other people and I loved it. I love it and I want more. It's a new drug. Brand new drug on, on, on my market. You in this drug. This is a song I'm called the the Validation Army. I don't. You don't know what that feels like though. Like when I see you in a in a anywhere, I'm like, well, I was just talking to you about the 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 drug of the validation of a pop from an audience. Yeah, it, that's I I'm. Welcome now to the Validation Army. Like, you, you, you'll get some and you'll want more. I want to do the things that you guys are doing. But more importantly, I want you guys to never have to worry about being a part of my life either because I have a life to be a part of. Right. Like, there's room in your life. You've clearly made room for me in your life. But, like... I don't really have a lot going on besides work and recovery, but beyond all that, um, oh, and you know, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty wide open. This is the kind of shit that I should be doing because I didn't get into this alone and I'm not going to fix it alone. And there's a very healthy element to being around. Well, you know, I, I said to you inside of the pitching you the idea of you being a podcast host yourself. Because I think it will, it will, it will dangle the carrot, you know? It will motivate you to, to be somebody better on the other side of a long trip away. Uh, it'll, it'll, and I think you know what I mean by that. The, the Grey Goose bus ride. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the 28th, I, I, I am going uh, to a trial for a thing that I did over a year ago. And uh, this was sort of taboo, but I, I did it while I was completely, it's the first time in my life I've I'd ever taken a combination of drugs like this and I lost a day and I, and I did a thing and, um, and I'm guilty and they're good people and I'm going to plead guilty. And, 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 and there's a, cons there's some time that comes with that and, and that's okay. And that's the accountability part. Um, and I've lived every day this year knowing it and I've still made friends and I've still tried to build and, well, I think inside of that... But in, the, in fairness to, to anyone who's listening, that's... I feel like that's very underlying. They should probably... In the essence of fairness and truth and honesty, like, this this all comes with it. But it, you know what? Everything that was said here, Will Smith said one thing on a podcast that I did see. He said, it doesn't matter what's happened to you. It doesn't matter who did anything <coughs> to you, who victimized you. At a certain point, it is your responsibility to live a life worth leading with healthy alternatives. <coughs> it is not anyone's responsibility to make anything wrong that they did to you right in you. It is your responsibility, it is our responsibility to continuously live 
a life that is worth living with healthy alternatives and means. Self-destructive behavior is never conducive and it's outdated and expired behavior. (coughs) So regardless of whatever hits we take or whatever things that happen in my life, it is still my responsibility to pick my head up and figure a way to live a healthy life moving forward, period. So that time will pass and then a new time will begin and a new chapter will begin and and that's just what that's going to have to be. And I'm okay with, I'm as okay with that as you can, I think I've seen anybody be. I don't think that I've, I don't think anything that I've done about it would surprise anybody, but I don't think that anybody would be like, I'm shocked. Like, I believe it in my heart. It is still my responsibility to to look at the future and say, I believe I can exist there too in a better off condition than I think I'm going to be in. Mm-hmm. And plan for that. <clears throat> because I'm an adult and I have to take acceptance and responsibility for my life, man. I, you know, I have to be, I'm this person now. And I will be that person then too. And for the rest of my life, I will die a drug addict with shitty thoughts in my head, always. My sponsor of 12 years curses old ladies out on the highway because they can't fucking drive. Mm. That's not spirituality, but he's a fucking human being. (laughs) Progress, not perfection. Do you think that things like I'm a drug addict and these are the the shitty thoughts I'll have will equate to a self-worth of I'm a shitty person and I will do shitty things and I deserve shitty shit. No, I don't. Because I don't know once... Listen, I've been all over the world. I've been all over this country. I've met many, many people like me. And none of them ever recovered and, and said... The thoughts went away. They say the obsession is lifted, but they're left with the... Uh, so what What they commonly refer to as when you enter the rooms, your personality before principles. Mm-hmm. After going through the program and gaining some measure of self and acceptance, you become principle before personalities. Do you... So I, I will always be a person who is more than or less than and I will always have erroneous and compl- thoughts are just thoughts until I pay attention to them and then they become real I always think of situations inappropriately I will always have a skewed view of things I might never be hardline pseudo statistic this or that or for probably I, I, I have just seen too much shit to be, I think, yeah, cer- certainty is a fucking dangerous place to live inside of. Because you get certain. comfortable inside of being certain. And, and you go, well, I'm digging my heels in. I know what I know, and I don't need to know anything else. And that, that, can, that can be, and if I, if I go, I know, I suck, I, I deserve sucky, because I suck. Does, like, that's... That's an Eeyore complex, and I don't have that. Mm-hmm. But when shitty things happen because I do shitty things, I go, aw, yeah. All right. An example would be like shitty things used to happen because I would do shitty things, and I'd get angry, and I'd be like, well, I had to do shitty things, so you shouldn't, shitty things shouldn't be happening because I fucking had no... Ch-. 
now I do, you know, now I, I do a shitty thing and a shitty thing happens and I go, yep, that's about right. Like, now, the level of, uh, like, my, I, some people have, like, some people have, what do you, uh, their, their karma enacts later. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you do this real shitty thing and have a secret and, like, it'll come, mine has always been immediate and harsh. I've n- never <laughs> done a thing and it had been like, and slap on, nope, Sm- smoked. And everything that matters, like, it has always been horrible. And I'm just, that's, and I've just, I guess it just took me a long time to learn, like, all right, dude, that's just what I, everything is extreme. It's either you're all in or you're all out. You're all fucked up or you're all good. Um, and, and, and I know I can be both. But my, those thoughts will never go away. Mm. I will always walk through life like an alien. I will always look at other people, grown men, grown, even when I will have my shit together. I will still be around them. Just thinking, like, just fuck you guys. <laughs> like, you ever watch scary movies and like the girls running screaming or something like that mm. from the killer, and she won't shut the fuck up, and you're just like, God, kill her already. Nobody thinks that shit. I think, like, n- that's a little example. Like, I'm desensitized to search. Just shut the fuck. Stop. Fucking shut up, killer. Just get it over with. Stop drawing it up. I don't want to hear the screaming. Nobody thinks those thoughts. Uh. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I just, I just pop, uh, pop another Talladega Nights moment popped up in my head just now. What is wrong? Do you need to talk about this? Oh, when, when the, the, the two little kids were standing with the grandpa, the grandpa and, and the, and the little kid went, grandfather, do you want to take us fishing and tell us old stories? And, and he went. No, I want you to go get me another beer and for me to go sit down and watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the kid went, somebody didn't love you enough when you were little, did they? And he went, yep, that's right. Like, whatever. And, he's like, and the little kid went, tragic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, not my prison track. He's like, I'm, I will paint your back porch red. Oh, my God, dude. You're but, right. But it's, it's, it's. These cycles, man. These cycles that that should be recognized. The fact that, and I, I'll say this a bazillion times, and tell me if you've heard it. Uh, so, picture your life. Uh, let's say lifespan expected ideally a hundred years. So, God, from birth to ever death. Do that to me. Let, let's just say, for the sake of the example, oh, Betty White, fuck out of here. Fifty-five <laughs> tops. Tops, dude. We'll see. We'll see. I've been smoking for 19 years. I'm going to be a wheezing bag and pustule by the time I'm 60. Just 55. Okay, sure. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Okay, so let's <laughs> cut whatever that thing was in half. But let's say, <laughs> let's say this 55 death year. That's right. Right? And let's say this birth year. Right? Inside of, like, every... Two years, every like, shitty relationship, every mistake you made, such small blips on the, the, the large scale of what your life was. So all the shit that you went through as a child, you've lived 17 more lives that could have been way better than what that was since then. But you're too busy living inside of that, that hurt and that pain and letting it rule you because you haven't 
had a relationship with it, a healthy one, and, and, and put that weight down. Mm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was, that was a fact for a long time. <clears throat> Something I, I definitely had trouble admitting, finally. And it's like, we waste so many right nows on right nows that have already happened and will never get back. So let's make our next right now one we're proud of that we can live in and focus on and want right nows that are similar to that right now. This is so good. This is why, man. You're just, ugh. God, it's so hard to look at you and be like, shut up. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking hard. Um, you're, you know what? You, you are, you're, you're right. And I, I, I just... I hate I hate that that shit is so much a part of me that it's just govern run rampant. You know what I mean? Like I just I wish that that shitty shit wasn't so prevalent and sometimes it's I win those battles and I get proud of myself, but that's the difference now. I never used to notice I won those battles. Mm. Now I'm like, you did see that? That happened. Good you were you fucking handled that appropriately. You're you're learning and growing. You're evolving. Can can I can I give you an exercise? I know it's something I've done, and you know that I'm I, giving me fucking homework, bro. You can you can use it if you want yeah, to. If yeah, not, give me homework. You can give me homework. You can give me homework. So, all all the things that aren't serving you, uh, instead of using the word "I hate that," I've cut hate. Saying hate with anything, even if it's something I truly despise, like if, you know, let's say I got triple sat and I wasn't, <laughs> let's say, I won't say I hate that because hate is, you can't, you can't throw hate at something and expect it to change. You can't throw hate at something, throw Love and forgiveness at yourself. I beg and, to differ on both hands and both knees. Okay, differ all you want, bro. Tell we're, me. We're, we're in America. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that we came here because of love? Do you think that we killed all the people that lived here because of love? Do you think that we but, itemized everything that we own here because of love? Buddy. It's literally a pond of blood <laughs> that everything's built on. I'm, okay. I'm not. I'm right. Okay. Hate seems to be pretty prevalent. I'm joking, but I'm, I'm serious, but, but I'm joking. Okay. When you look at a tree, when you look at a tree, you see a big, tall, strong tree. The, the roots of that tree are underground and you don't see them. They're just as, part of, as much a part of that tree as the tree itself. Large and mighty. <laughs> so the, those... <laughs> Those roots sometimes are very dirty and dark, but they're just as much a part of the tree. But the, the growth at the top of the tree, where the sunlight hits, that's, that's, the stuff, that's the stuff that continues to grow. Mm. That, that's, that's, the, 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 that's the stuff that gets rained on. That's the stuff that gets sunned on. Yeah, you're right. So, so like... That just, just, I'm sorry, you just reminded me of, of a story about Jaunty, actually. Oh, yeah. Where, where I was in my fields, or he was in his fields, we were having a talk. We were in rehab together, and uh, this is a while back, and we're, you know, he's doing way better than I am, but uh, 
we're in the yard. He's just like you, and it's sickening. Because we're in the yard just walking and talking, and I, and I stopped in front of it. It's at night in front of this big, massive oak tree, and it was, like, gnarled and withered with no leaves, and it looked like, like what I thought was, like, sad. And I was like, honestly, like, I feel like that tree. Just, like, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm like, constitutionally me. Mm-hmm. And just... And he just picks his head up and he looks at it. He goes, what do you mean? You look like that tree. And I was like, yeah, I feel like that tree. And he goes, large and mighty. And I was just like, it's, dude, he just broke the whole mood. We were, I was, we were fucking cracking up. And, like, <laughs> and he's just, it's it just, you can't, by the way, don't ever get rid of those guys. Because it's the guys like you that I run into where I'm just like, yeah, man, we're all human. Like, it's it's totally okay to have shitty thoughts. You came into work last week with weird thoughts, and I was like, that's... That took me back a little bit. That was... What a reminder that I'm a person. Yeah, but it was weird how it... You know, but, like, it was... I guess I haven't had that much exposure to how you deal with your trials and tribulations and, and like, your process... But you're right. There is such thing as a toxic process, uh, a revolving door. And mm. I despise a lot of things about me, and I wish I could change them one at a time. But that's not realistic. Mm. Uh, you have so many toxic traits. You gotta kind of just be like, "Fuck it." <laughs> like, um, and I'm working on it, and we're gonna work on it. And 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 the only reason and, uh, that takes faith. That that means that's that's a that's a pact with yourself saying you think that you you believe you want to be here long enough to take on that undertaking, and that's steps that that's the first step of that entire journey is saying I think I'm worth it to be here, and and uh, this is gonna fucking hurt a little bit, but I don't even know what I'm gonna look like. What am I gonna be on the other side of that? That's also scary. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to be after you get done shoveling all your own shit into the neighbor's yard? Because well, I want to see my yard again. And fuck that neighbor anyways. He always tastes my mail. Why Why at somebody? Not why, at why, him. No, but I'm saying why... Just his why, yard. Why include anybody else in this at all? You clean your shit up into a... Like, send it into outer space. Set it on fire. Oh, now, Let it be away. Now I'm a rocket scientist, huh? You're giving a lot of fucking free... You know what? I'm going to tell you like I told my mom. I'm going to get a doctorate. You're going to have to call me doctor. And I'm going to quit my job and work at McDonald's. So you're going to have to tell people that your friend's a doctor, but he makes fries at McDonald's. <laughs> That'll break her heart for sure. I'm, it's, it's also a joke between me and my siblings. Just little tiny ways to crush our mom. But uh, I was just listening to... Uh, I was just listening to... Uh, Jim Gaffigan, he does like a lot of food material, and he was doing a thing about fast food. Yeah, and he was like, he's like, I go to a restaurant. I'm like, hey, can I have a, can I have a cheeseburger? How, how would you like that cooked right now, right here, right now? Like, and he's like, and can you can you wrap it up so it feels like a little present? <laughs> you need to come back at night shifts. The, the goal is always going to be moving forward to not bleed on people that didn't cut you. It's my responsibility to deal with this shit. That means don't get into relationships with grown women who have their shit together. Don't accept help from people when it's going to be leeching from them and you know you can't reciprocate. Leave people where they're at and do the fucking work. What did you say to me, what did you say to me recently? And you said, 
you said you want you don't want me to have to love you from afar, right? Was that, our, that was our conversation shortly after Chris, where yeah. you told me you were cutting hate out of you were cutting things that didn't serve you out of your life. And normally, I, I hate to say this to you, but it's true. I people do that to me all the time because I don't serve them. So mm. I just naturally assumed that was either a your kind way of saying I like you a lot, but we are going in separate directions, which which is it's true. It, it, um, it's it's something it's something you're callous to, like you've grown accustomed to that being the the normal and and that's okay and that's something you have to accept too is that you've been you you've done you and now you have to experience the reverberations you keep saying these little moments in time but moments in time echo for a long time and unfortunately i've just got to i've just got to i've just got to wait that out but each you know, person you know, has a choice do you know what else echoes really hard what's that attitude yeah attitude towards it if if the attitude towards it is still uh, I hate it like oh that's not who I am now that's not that I don't I I don't want to be that like that 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 attitude will ripple out and and make sure that's who you do stay if if this is why we need to have these talks because when you say these things and I say them in my head concretely I know that you're right, and that and that this vernacular needs to be changed in in here in my head, and mm-hmm. not 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 out of my mouth. That's what I mean by a successful love language with myself. It starts with me. It starts with the things that I tell myself about myself. By the way, that's it. Didn't I ever tell you what the technical de- de- definition of depression was? Yeah. Didn't I ever do? What was yeah, it? It was think, uh, the brain's inability to c- c- uh, construct a future that you believe you can successfully participate in. That that is. If nobody believes it, if somebody doesn't believe that they can do things worth doing, then they don't, and then they simply are. And if you're in a barber shop long enough, you're gonna get a haircut, is what the old timers say. So if yeah. you're just Walk around. around. Don't walk around fire expecting not to sweat. Yeah, if you're just kind of a re- this this is an action word. Mm-hmm. So is gratitude. Gratitude's an action word too, and and that's what you are. And it's like, yeah, my sponsor can sit down with me all day long, and give me all the love in the world, but he's one of me. He's one of me. He's supposed to sell me on on, on this stuff. For me, it it's. It's got to be more human than that because that's human is not what I've thought of when I think of myself. The thing is, uh, I I um, I brought this up. A, a, a very good friend of mine, um, a very good friend. I I think I told you the story. He called me and he said, uh, "This is going to be the last conversation I have with anybody." I'm standing in front of a train track and I'm going to jump in front of the train when it gets here. And, wow. And I said, uh, all right, um, instead of that, how about you come here, we'll talk about it, and then in six months, we'll be laughing about how this happened. And he showed up here. And, like, we, we, we got closer than we'd ever been. And now, now he just bought a house. Like mm. he, he's like, 
a property owner. He's like making shit happen because he didn't have anybody to tell him, you may be broken, but you're not permanently broken. Like, there, um, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't remember who sang this song, but it was like an old country song. And it's like, there's a tree out in the backyard that never has been broken by the wind. Uh, and, and it's whatever. It's like, our love will last forever if we're strong enough to bend. So when the, when the, you know, the, the, the tree gets, that's what the, going right back to that, that big tall tree that you were seeing. Yeah. Be pliable. Right. So it's like, it, it was like, I, I automatically thought of that song. It's. It's like, it just, you say something that you can't take back. A big wind blows and a branch wheel crack. And it's like, it's, it's definitely like, how many of our branches do we want to let crack off? You know what I mean? I need to practice self-care on my own with men. No girlfriends, no none of that. I, I mean it. Like I, it's, it's, This is the age of my life where it's like, dude, you got to get this. There is such thing as an expiration date. To, to to civility, I think, because at a certain age, you're just kind of like, you know, I feel like 33 is really fucking late to be like, all right, I'll be an adult. Like, well, you, you just said your dad was 40 years old when he became a marriage counselor and he never even was married. Yeah, but and, but, and that to me, what is the master's degree? It, I'm like, good, you made something to yourself. You made friends. You did but all that. But that. that should show you it's never too late. But also, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the, the balls. <laughs> like, the fucking, the, the audacity. Like, you fucking... <laughs> Dude, people change. I, I know I know they do. And I've talked to him, and I know he did it. I know he did his best, but he's my dad. So I'm, I'm kind of like, bro, you got kids you don't even know. Like, you don't have any relationship with anybody that's, like, solid. Like, you don't talk to your parents. Like, but the thing is, man... When, and, and that, I, I, as a kid, and most of my life, had resentment towards my dad who was never there. But then I meet friends who, who can't be there for their kids. And it makes me, makes me give more grace to that, to the, to, the, to the absentee father. Because it's like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's better off for me that you're not in my life. It's better for me that you're... Maybe, maybe dude... It might have been way better for you. Didn't I tell you I had respect for him for that? He literally just made a choice. Like, he didn't hang around. I didn't get to know him. Mm -hmm. He was just like, I cannot be the person necessary. And then, you know, but then there's the other side of that, which is, well, don't fucking knock people up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it it happened. Okay. And he had to make a choice. He was like, am I Mr. Dad now? He already had a kid. He was married or divorced or something like that. Or getting... At the time, like... He made a choice, and he was like, eh, eh. And, 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 and he went, and he did him. Because at the end of the day, that's a level of selfishness that we need to protect ourselves. It's like we have to choose us and sanity over and stability and things that we know that we can, we can do. And some people might not agree with that. They might be like, well, then you man the fuck up. You do it. You fucking mm-hmm. accept it. I don't think things are that cut and dry I, I, ever. Things think, aren't black and white, man. I, um, I got two little girl think, babies. They're eight and seven. Beautiful kids. They are much better off that I'm not around. They know daddy's sick. They know daddy has things in his head that make him not a good role model. 
and they they we talk about it openly candidly like this and and they get it because they see mommy got well but mm-hmm. daddy's treatment is going to take a little bit longer and it's sad but mm-hmm. it's true but they 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 understand that thank god like they they actually for as old as they are have a pretty firm grasp mm-hmm. <laughs> on that and it doesn't mean it doesn't suck but like it's true and it's just uh I feel like I need I need that from them more than they need it from me. It's a weird thing, and I know I've probably said it a bazillion times on here, uh, and I've probably said it to you a bunch too. Uh, it's this this throwaway joke that I'll open sets with sometimes, where it's 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 very it's very throwaway because like. It's 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 truly how I feel, but it's throwaway because it's something that it's got it's got a structure to it, it's got a punch to it. But I say like you look at somebody's life and you're like they got a good car, they got a nice house, they got a great relationship, they must have everything all figured out. Like, and then, and then I go the way I look at it, I go oh, you know birds, like some of them still get hit by cars. They got the entire sky. Not everybody's got it all figured out. So stop comparing ourselves. Yeah. Stop comparing ourselves to other people because mm-hmm. we absolutely have no idea what's going on with them. Like my 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 version of the the validation that I crave uh it's way different than what your version is. Mm-hmm. It's something uh my old, my old partner, my old tag partner said to me on this podcast like years ago that I I never stopped thinking about it. He's like the, the he's like the majority of people majority of people can live their entire lives and not not crave the spotlight spotlight the life the way that we do and like they're completely fine with it but somehow we'll like dissect every little thing because it's part of what our what our, our like our our like our soul fucking like a like kind of like the like the sand and an etch sketch mm-hmm. you know what i mean we we we're really careful about the lines we're drawing with these knobs. Oh, what a what a skill it is that people can do art on etch sketches. I think they should have an etch sketch function attached to our checks at work, where they can draw middle fingers and smiley faces and shit like that. But uh, I will say this to to any normal person who would listen to these kinds of things and and think you know that's interesting or or you know this guy seems like whatever. Remember your your heroes that aren't here anymore. Like I said in the beginning, you know the Robin Williams of the world. These guys, they all had kids, they all had families, they all had earthly ties, and they were human beings too. And they couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not them. I I don't know what it's like to be followed everywhere I go and fucking never have a moment's peace and have so much expectation. But I do know what it's like to not want to be here anymore and sometimes feel comfortable in that thought like yeah you know what wouldn't be that bad but i also know what it's like to fight i've been fighting my whole life i will continue to fight and and i think that's more in my nature than anything is to fight but there's there's smarter ways to fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh now if i want to call myself an intelligent species an intelligent human being i'm not a dolphin or anything i'm not really smart like a dolphin but uh (laughs) But uh, I, I think there's just I think there's better ways to evolve, to learn, to grow, and to make things happen for yourself instead of letting things happen to yourself. And what do you think? What do you think 
existence is? Oh, don't ask me this. I just did. All right. I, th- I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's not... Like, what's the, what's the, the Is reason? I don't know an acceptable answer. Does yeah, somebody have I mean, to have a fucking answer? I mean... If you, if my, you got everything you ever thought of, you wanted, would you even know what to do with it? My, my version of I don't know is... It's, very, it's similar to I don't know, but I just say... Who are we to believe we deserve to know the answer? We... We, we are the most audacious... I think, personally, if you ask me what I think about us... You're asking uh, what existence as humans Yeah, is. like this planet, like what... what the God... Like we, that. we are completely ridiculous. Look at the fucking things that we say and do and constitute as law. Like, like, like the cosmological constant or the universal... Co- what the fuck? Like, we don't even know it's in our own oceans but we're like decreeing mathematical fucking certainties and principles in the universe uh, 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 like that that's what kind of creatures we are we are completely ridiculous i i also think that we're one of the only creatures on the earth that take and don't give i think if anybody who really cultured life like like a biologist, how they grow in petri dishes and and cultivate and continuously grow and feed. I think if if a biologist were to look at Earth and humans on Earth, they would see us as a fucking virus. Mm-hmm. And I think even in our best of times, let's just say I agree with Thanos. I agree with Thanos. I'm sorry. I fuck. I do. I fucking do. Like, dude. I it, 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 when they say like you know, when would Bill Burr say eighty five percent of you yeah. gotta go? He's like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> start an initiative right now. It's like there's a questionnaire under under your chairs. It's not you, arbitrary. There's, 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 there's no there's no pencil. If you didn't bring one, and you're, you're already, already out. out. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. And I would be on that list. You would have to mm-hmm. kill me because I'm fucking useless. Like you'd be like, well, how can you further mankind? I'm tall. Bye. Like nobody would give a shit about that. Like what can you do? Um. Uh, I'm fucking real good at Fridays. No, nobody cares about. Well, but you know that's you what know I what think you about. Can us. do, Brian. I'm a hundred percent certain of it. You can inspire yourself, which will in turn inspire other people. Are we talking about the humans or me again? Because I felt like we talked about me well, for a while. We were talking about the zoomed out everybody. I think we but, should leave this to the dolphins because I'm going to be honest. When 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 we're when we're in trouble, the, the dolphins aren't going to start a GoFundMe page for us. They're going to be like, "Fuck it," and if he dies, he dies. Mm-hmm. I really just think that that's the kind of creatures that we we are. We are destructive. We are unreasonable. We are ridiculous. We have no fucking clue what anything is. We just, anything we don't know, we're just like, and this is probably what it is, so now it is so. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's it. And that's what we do with anything. Anything we can't explain, we're just, we're just like, we're like Bob Ross. We're like, we just get a pencil in a little bush down by this babbling brook. <laughs> and like, that is how the the, the field and the book, that's not like how shit, that can't be how things work. You, that's not true. A thing that I think about, like, very often, I, and I, pro- I probably should do a little bit more research on it, and I probably should be a little bit more educated on it, but I'm not, I'm not going to shit all over myself. But, but, like, 
I get fascinated by thinking about like the sometimes the moon cycles and the stars and how like the waves in the ocean are all affected by this the you're, height of the moon. So you're talking about like how we are affected by astrology. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm a, as you saying that because I'm a cancer. <laughs> I mean. I wouldn't call you a cancer, but if you want to call yourself a cancer, I'm, a can- I'm an, I'm I'm an aquatic kidding. creature who is affected by the rising tides, is, is what I'm supposed to be. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a crab. I'm hard on the outside, soft on the inside. No, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't identify with putting value inside of what the, the stars, the uh, quote unquote, what the stars are, the cards and the stars and like the, that stuff. It feels too commercial, even though it's like it. It feels like a like a sacred synchronicity and a, and like like a truly divine. But somehow, I feel like it's too big and too vast for for me to pull the specifics out of. What? It's none of our fucking business. We could never pontificate it. Ever. And and, and, and and you know what? I think as humans, as like me and you, as people, where we're just like, well, you fucking, we're going to figure it out. Like, <laughs> that's just not how it works. I think some things, you know what? There was a coworker of ours recently that had a little, 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 little spell um, herself. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about her not wanting to maybe be around anymore and I, and I looked at her and I said what why what do you think is better where you're going and she said heaven and I just asked her a question one simple very simple question because I want you to remember the society we created is that numbers don't lie people do right mm-hmm. numbers are facts and irrefutable mm-hmm. I said give me one shred of evidence one single solitary shred of evidence that heaven is an option or hell and she could not answer and then it was all well the what are you of course there is i'm still waiting for that shred of evidence i said how about this how about you die you become a part of the earth because mathematically if you believe in that as constant or a universal thing like matter cannot be created or destroyed or whatever Mm -hmm. there's no such thing as absolute zero so you will be forever and then eventually this planet will fucking explode and you will soar through the reaches of space you will become comets and asteroids seeing the most beautiful lights and spectacles that the universe can possibly behold and you will crash onto foreign bodies and you will terraform there and you will live on forever through the i was like that is a beautiful, divine, natural thing. What the fuck is so terrible about that? Why did we have to stop and be like, there's a magical white wizard in the sky in a gated community that's very exclusive with clouds and a very judgmental kid. Like, but if you can't go there, you're going to burn, bitch. Like, what is so wrong with things just being exactly the way they look? I'm fine with being an asteroid. I'm dead. And if I come back as a sea turtle, awesome. If I come back as your back scratcher, 
all right, fine, it'll work. But like, you get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but it's not going to be you that even knows that you are that. Like, maybe. But like, we have deja vu. That's fucking weird. Uh, yeah, uh, it it is. But I don't think... I'm, 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 I want to say... Like, what happens to the soul? No, yeah, but I don't fucking know. Right, like, so... I can't even pay my taxes. The fuck out of here. I know what my soul is. So I have a this 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 family friend. He's been in our family my whole life. Every every single holiday, every family dinner, every single event we've ever done. He's my cousin's best friend. Like my my aunt. He he came from Greece when he was a little kid, and my aunt helped raise him. So they called each other brother. My aunt called him her son. So he was kind of my cousin, but he wasn't my cousin. Uh, and I always thought he was an asshole. I never liked him. Uh, like, sometimes we got along because, cause like, he liked that I was a wrestler. And he thought he never met another wrestler. And that, that, that's something we could talk about. And um, he, he died. And I was not upset at all. And I was... I was more upset about not being upset. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I talked to... You have that a lot, by the way. What? That. Being upset about not being upset? No. You have that same moral turpitude problem a lot. Where you do things that are completely natural... They are true to your form, and then you'll find a fault. For someone who tells me not to measure against other people, the only reason why you would find shame in that behavior is because you think other people would be upset about it. But because you're not, you feel somehow different. Otherwise, why would you ever question it? You know, because you it would be like, well, this is who I am. No, because I'm from. Because why would you be upset? I became this like spiritually conscious. Like kind of woke person who like was talking about unconditional love and acceptance and all, and then I go, this family member of mine died, and I'm almost like, whatever, he wouldn't care if it was me, like, and and I was, cause dude, like, he talked to me about Sons of Anarchy. Remember the show Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. So uh, the main character was Jax, played mm-hmm. by uh, Charlie Hunnam, mm-hmm. and he, and then. Uh, in the season, in the season, uh, his best friend got killed in front of him. Mm-hmm. He walked in on his wife dead, and and he's sitting there crying. And and Mike says to me, he was like, well, "Why is Jack's always crying like a little bitch?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he, his best friend got murdered in front of him, and he found his dead wife. Like, what monster wouldn't cry?" And and then I started thinking about like. Like a couple years later, like I I almost died, and like it wouldn't have mattered one tiny bit to this guy, right? right. And and I was like, fuck him. Why am I gonna mourn him? But is that and, is and that then, fair to say? And that? then I then I then I called one of my friends who I immensely respect, uh, named Brittany. Brittany's been on the podcast, Brittany Renee, and. She, uh, <laughs> She was like, she was like, that's who his human spirit was. 
That was his human ego. When he's outside of this vessel, that's not who he is anymore. So, pray that he learns the lessons that he needed to learn and, and thank him for the lessons he taught you. And I looked at it way differently. I looked at it way differently now where it's like, like when, when we're gone, we're not what we were as humans. No, oh, because we're fucking it's dead. Some human ego shit. And, and the, the funny part was like, Wayne, Wayne Dwyer, have you ever heard of Wayne Dwyer? He's like, I, I'm uncultured swine. He's, 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 I went to public school. He's like this, um, this, uh, this motivational speaker. And he was like kind of No, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> do I, do I so, really seem like the motivational speaker guy? I'm so, really up on that circuit, boy. Let me tell you. He, he said this thing just like... I, I might have heard him say it once. And, he, he, you know, I might be misremembering it, but the way I remember it is the way I want it to make sense to me. When he would say, the ego, break it down, he'd say... E-G-O, edging God out. Like, you think you're holier than thou. That, so, that, that, to me, was like, the human ego only exists in the human. So, the, 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 the whatever you become after that, if anything at all, won't care about the, <clears throat> I don't think so. I and I don't want this to sound that's inside your human brain, and your human brain isn't around anymore. So, dogs don't have egos. I mean, it's 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 inst, it's like an instant erase, like a instant dry erase. Board. Can you fucking prove that? No, but so that's, this is what this yeah. is my whole point. My whole point is to say. And there really isn't a point, but you asked me... This is why I didn't want you to ask me this question. Like, what do you think? Because we just fill shit in. We just tell ourselves whatever the fuck we have. We, whatever roundabout... Like, well, that, her, her, the same Brittany thing was about- helping you, and she gave you a viable explanation to help you assuage mm-hmm. the guilt that you had about the situation. However, completely speculative. Couldn't offer one shred of evidence that any of that's mm-hmm. true. Your brain then said... Yeah, that's a fact. And now it's indoctrinated as a fact. That's what we do. And it's just like, when that first alien spacecraft comes down to invade us and starts fucking killing everybody, we're really going to reevaluate real fucking quick. No one's going to give a fuck about the soul. No one's going to give a fuck about any of that. All I know is I've seen videos on YouTubes of, of dogs yelping and crying over the dead bodies of their children. As a human would, I've seen tigers attack larger tigers, which if that's not fucking ego, I don't know what it is. I've seen dumb, I've seen very human-esque behavior, and that's the reason why we call it human-esque. Like, we're the epitome of good and or comparable to terrible. Ooh, we're like we're just a, monkeys. Right. We're like if somebody, if like a, like a fucking dolphin does something like, be like, wow, how very prideful of that dolphin. Like... Like we, like we are the standard to measure all things against in the universe. Like that cannot be true. I think at the very end of everything, if you don't fucking like something, you don't like them. When your soul leaves your body, I don't think your fucking soul like that. Th- but I think its perspective, if it had one, would change because you're no longer limited to a certain vessel. You are 
you are now. You just you are just not. It's like I don't so, I don't like you in prison because I got to look at you every day. But when we're out of here, yeah, you're kind of like California, fun to visit. I like you. Can style. I don't want to fucking live there. And I think that's more of like what the things I tell myself. I don't deal in absolute. I don't worry about fairy tales. I'm not worried. I can feel. If you ask me if I believe in a soul, yeah, because I've I've touched demons. I know I have. I've I've literally met demons in humans, and I know because they're the way they make my skin crawl and I'm a big guy and I'm mean and I'm like I don't get scared or creeped out by a human being I guess like there's no man I'm gonna look at and be like oh Mm. but I have Mm. and I've also met angels in humans too and I if you want to call I will call them angels because the way their presence was Mm was encompassing, healing, warm, and very strong. Like, could not ignore them. Like, the energy you have. Mm. And and the demon, if you want to call it that, in those humans, was truly... There was an absence of that human quality. The warmth. the The person. There was just personality that had been garnered through existing in that body and seeing and beholding but when it came to like I can tell you it wasn't there like Mm. there was no regard for the sanctity of the fact that we are alive we should be prideful look where we live we're moving 26,000 miles an hour through space around a giant fireball protected Mm. by an invisible layer of whatever the fuck bunch of chemicals that we just made up and just named and said, fuck it, this is what they are. Mm-hmm. And, like, we are... That's how we live. That's our life. We are on a literal death ball <laughs> in the vacuum of nothing, in the middle of a thing that we don't know anything about, in vessels that we don't understand how we got here. We are ex- told to do certain things all our life, contrary to what we want to do. But in the end, what we really want to do what we really, really want to do is hurt things, kill things, conquer things, and 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 we don't. It doesn't really matter. And you want to know how I know that that's our true nature? Because peace, peace, is a struggle against our very nature. We have to try a conscious effort to be like, no, 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 no. Because if there was no consequences to killing people, you know how many fucking dead people there would be. Mm-hmm. Everyone, there'd be like six of us. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a podcast. Oh, you know what's, what's real strange? And I was thinking about this earlier. My, my mom was telling me a story about her friend who, uh, who had, a, had a, a downstairs, or had a brother whose downstairs neighbor was high on drugs and came upstairs and killed him because his music was too loud. Yep. And he, and he's, Back out in the street, like he only served a couple years, and and it's it's funny because like I was thinking about like the the whole like the fear of not killing people usually 
is wrapped up in life in prison or whatever. Yeah, and there was no consequences. But what like, do you think people's net? If if we like the Purge, the mm. movies, the Purge, mm. fucking guarantee it. Hundred best fucking movie I've ever seen because it was the truest. People are fucking dirtbags. Did you see the Purge Planet episode of Rick and Morty? Yes. Yeah, I've seen all the... Yo, bro. And, and the, the, the Rick and Morty episode I was thinking about when you were telling the story about the, uh, the proof, the proof of heaven or hell was when he was like, oh, uh, my, my, my belief is that I must be killed by a true warrior to get into heaven. So that's why I've seeked you out. And then they went to like this diner and Rick went to the bathroom real quick and Morty was like, Oh man, it must be nice to have that kind of proof. And the guy's like, Proof? You need proof? Screw this, nothing matters. And he ran out yeah. the street and he got hit by a car and then all these demons dragged him. He's like, It's all real! Yeah. I blame you! <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. It's just like, guys, calm down. We're here. We're a bunch of retards trying to figure it out. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. We've instituted like mild ways to govern ourselves. Cool, man. We 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 did exactly what you would think was going to happen. Like because 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 we want to live. The strongest notion any of us have is wanting to continue to live. So isn't it amazing to meet an addict whose brain literally is contrary to? Their fucking primary operation status, which is to keep living. We don't think that. We don't give a fuck. Because it's not important. How we live is important. We don't care. I don't care if there's a God. If I meet, if, if he's up there and I'll... Dude, my bad. We play my greatest hits, like Bill Burr said, well, I know about this right here. He's going to be saying that a lot. Did you, did you ever <laughs> see the movie Defending Your Life? No. Uh... It's really cool. It's like the first, the, the first, not the first, but you know when you're when you're a kid and you're watching stuff about heaven and hell and and all that kind of stuff. You 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 start forming what you believe things might be. And I I would make the joke all the time. I was like, what I believe happens when you die is a combination of uh, what I saw on Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and what I saw on Dogma. <laughs> that was when I, I would say that when I was younger. Uh, but like, I think from defending your life, there's like this, this like purgatory town. It's kind of like the good place. Did you watch that show? Uh-uh. It's like this purgatory place where like you have a trial where there's like, uh, you have like a defender and you have like a lawyer against you to like try to, to defend your life. Like they play, uh, they play like scenes from your life out on this movie screen and you watch it and you're like. All right. Well, here's here's what was going on, and uh, like whether you deserve to be in the good place or the not good place. That that's anthropomorphizing something, and you know the definition of that word to treat something as human when it's not. Right. Like it's a good like. Do you think dolphins give a fuck about purgatory? No, they don't. And it's, it's, it's just a, a really the real answer thing. to that question. We'll never fucking know because we don't speak dolphin. Right, yeah. We don't have the, the tools. We don't... It, it's We're just, not equipped with the ability to to find out. All right. But we were just like, well, there is, and uh, we're going to get half the planet to believe it. <laughs> like, and, and, and act accordingly or else. 
And and all you literally have to do is ask one single question. Give me one shred of evidence. Yeah, I one. <laughs> one of just one. In, I will wait forever. The very early days of me doing this podcast, I I had like I, I was kind of scrounging together guests. So, like, anybody who was one of my friends who had the availability to come to the studio where I recorded on Monday nights, like, that's, like, the only time availability I had was to go to that studio on Monday nights. So, I had my one friend come, and I asked him about uh, what he believes happens when you die. And he said, uh, I think you either go to heaven or you go to hell. And I said, why do you think that? He said, I was raised to believe that. Like, and you continue to believe that? Like, not no other questions of it? Just like, that's what my parents told me to believe, so I believed it. Like, yeah, and, and a giant bunny leaves me chocolate eggs uh, yeah. every Easter, and the Loch Ness Monster is the realest of all the fucking myths, I think. <laughs> it's an actual dinosaur. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not really a myth at that point. Mm. Either it survived or it didn't. But like... There's a litmus test to this. Like, no fat guy's coming down the chimney and committing burglary. If he is, he should be going to prison, not me. Second, I don't care if he's leaving gifts. I don't fucking want him in my living room. Like, you get what I'm trying to... Like, it's just like, guys, ask questions. Ask fucking questions. And and, and, and some people might be like, well, why? It's not hurting anybody. I don't think more people have been viciously murdered in any other avenue or respect or in the name of anything else more in the entire history of mankind than a God or or the right to... How about this? How about you just fucking live and respect everyone's uh, unanimously agreed upon will to live uh, and just chill the fuck out the best you can. Like, cause I, I don't, I don't know what to tell people. Like, like we're, we, I, I feel like people do that. Like, just do it. It's outdated. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. And, and even if there was, isn't it such a huge fucking thing where it's like, it, you, you, I'm fucking involved. Shut up. No, you're not. Like, relax. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I started thinking about Joe Rogan again. Uh, Love him. When fucking love him. When when Joe Rogan does the the bit about uh, like if if the the founding fathers Thomas Jefferson uh, got a time machine and he came to now and he was like you guys didn't write new shit yeah you guys didn't write new shit he's like I wrote this with a feather by candlelight like, yeah <laughs> yeah that's it it's the same thing I think about when I think about like the Bible like and people still people are still so so strict to it not to say that. I have ill will towards people who are uh, really strict to that. But, like, that was a book written by people who are flawed and then interpreted by other people who are also flawed. So it's whispered down the lane. And it's a, it's stories that that happened hundreds of years before it was ever written down. You, you really want to expose... And I hate that because I, I don't want to attack people for your beliefs. Like, hey, whatever keeps you out of my fucking backyard, man. Mm-hmm. If, if, like, you believe that in your Book of Mormon or that, that God is going to punish you for being mean and touching my kid or whatever you think you're going to do, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Believe in that. Good. 
do that. Mm. Great. Because if you found out God wasn't real tomorrow, would you start stabbing people at ShopRite? All I'm saying is, you, you want to, you really want to test, want to test people out? Think about this. Give them a little test. Be like, yeah, you believe in the Easter Bunny? Mm. You believe in Santa Claus? What about vampires? You Bigfoot? You believe in fucking just dinosaurs, like <laughs> aliens? If they say no to any of that, but giant wizard in the sky who waved fingers created all life in the universe and on the seventh day had a nap. And, and is watching and, you. And is watching you always. Mm. I hope you weren't watching me this morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was a dirty boy. Like, you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. if, the, if your answer to that question is, like, if you believe in God and, like, God, Jesus fucking magic. You better fuck. watch out. Better not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to believe in everything else. There is no limit to anything you can. Somebody could be like, "Yeah, fucking uh, fairies actually take your teeth out of your mouth." You ha- you'd have to be like, "Yeah, all right," because mm. wizards <laughs> created everything, so it's, anything's possible, mm. and anything is possible, I guess. But also, shut the fuck up because you have zero proof still. Isn't none. So, all these people on Earth, all these crafty motherfuckers, no one, no one can catch a fairy or a fat burglar. Get the fuck out of here. They're not real. That's fine. But also, like, that extends to other things, too. And let's be realistic and stop drawing lines on maps and killing people and, and making proclamations and changing history and fucking with people's livelihood over it because it's not true and you can't prove any of it at all. Don't ask for truth and seek justice and, and deal in absolutes and keep people in line when you're governed by... When I go to court, I'm going to have to place my hand on the bibble. Mm-hmm. What? And if I don't, they're going to look at me like a monster. Like, oh, yeah. fuck you. Give me one shred of evidence that you should c- concretely judge me under the laws of something that doesn't exist and you can't prove at all. <laughs> you know... You know um... A point I constantly try to make, uh, just to, just a, just a approach, is I will respect anyone's right to believe what they feel they they need to believe. Until you affect me, because I'm human and I'm stubborn. What's that? Until you affect me, because I'm human and I'm stubborn. I I I. If I'm respecting your human quality to be naive and do whatever it is you feel like you must do then you must respect my ability to also be the same naive human with my same naive thoughts and just not... Uh, I, I don't have to like it or agree with it. I, I really draw the line at killing a lot of people over it mm-hmm. and judging people on it. Well, you, Can you agree that that's true? Something, something I get real wrapped up in my head about is, you know, uh, it says God on money. Money. It says God on money. Money. And people hold money over everything. Yeah. Uh, so money, m- money will fuel a war. And in a war, you'll have to kill people, which God says not to do. Lions do it all the time. Right. But God didn't say that lions don't have to kill. You know, it's... Like yeah, he also drew the line at the deli aisle too. We can't eat fucking meat on Sunday or whatever. Shut up. That's stupid. You created the you, you care what we eat. Fucking judging our diets now. Yeah, you Taking created all that into, stuff. Yeah, fuck. Are you talking? None of it makes any sense. All of it has our dirty little fingerprints all over it. It's just as shitty and stupid as we are. Don't ask. I don't care that you believe in that. You can pr- privately, even outspoken. I don't care. Just like bro, when you. St- 
when when it's so it's weaponized it you didn't create this out of like like water flowing through rock over time you created it with sharp edges and knives and bullets and tanks and children dying and fuck fuck and look at our look at the world we are all the same people and like you cut all of us we have the exact same anatomy and there's lines all over the map that's not God's will. That couldn't be. Right. An omnipotent divine being who's like, ha I want you all to be separate and hate each other mm. and can't fucking stand each other because you were raised in the cold and you were raised in a sand. Like, fuck, and nope, can't eat beef, can't eat pork. You should bomb these people because, wow, you know. Pss, pss, pss. Well, that's what I'm saying. Those, someone's just going to be disappointed so, on Judgment Day. So it was, it was translated from Arabic or Aramaic, right, into... A billion other languages, mm-hmm. and in those interpretations, <coughs> that's where the, the the meat shit got thrown in there. That's because somebody who read it and was transcribing it thought that it was bad. Are you talking about the King James or whoever? I don't that, know. That's who's more responsible for it. he King James and his court and his scribes reach. That's why there's the King James version. Mm-hmm. There's literally the name of a person on the Bible. <laughs> Did you ever see the, the South Park with the dum 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 the 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 Scientologists what they believe in Yeah. Oh it's great. It's fucking great. The 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 story of the, the book Mormons. of the Mormons. Yeah. That was the best. But you know who my favorite group is ever? And I, I know Americans are gonna hate me for this, and it's fine, and I'm totally fine with this. It's okay. Half half the audience isn't American. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Half the audience who listens to the show, you know, it's great. In other when you ask people what they think of ISIS, and they're like, "Oh, scumbags, evil," but I'm like, "They don't seem familiar to you at all. Not at all, huh? Not even a little bit." Mm-hmm. I feel like there was another. There was another group of guys. Hold on. Uh, didn't they go across force converting people, chopping heads off, murdering babies, blowing up libraries? Uh, denouncing everybody else. There was this whole... Oh, it was the... Ah, yeah, the Crusades. It was the Christians. And their largest, second largest, maybe first largest, I don't know now, denomination in the fucking world. These people... Well, the, 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 the difference is they didn't the have blueprint video of the cameras or machine guns. Who gives guns. a fuck? It yeah. happened. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. People. The record of it doesn't exist as yes. concretely as... Yes, ISIS. it does... Like, the physical evidence, I'm yes, saying. Yes, it like, does. Like, the videotape, you can't watch them cut people's heads off. No, you could just look at the endless murals and paintings and go over there and see black guys in the Congo that are Christian. The fuck? Like, that, that's not a natural occurrence. You understand? Like, that was brought to them through sheer violence. All those guys did, ISIS, they were like, fuck you guys. We're going to follow the blueprint of the toughest guys on the block. They did it, and they got respect. It's our turn, and they fucking did it. You don't have to agree with them, but you don't know what the fuck their life is like. I'd be pissed off living in the desert, too. If you had to live in 110 degrees every day of your life and 30 degrees at night every night, and you fucking your friend was a goat, and your wife you never saw because she was under a giant bed sheet, and your kids, you got to teach them this complex-ass language. Bro... We can't even speak a 26-letter language right. Like, we're retarded, and we're frustrated, and we bomb everything. 
their life sucks and they're constantly being invaded for things that are under their feet that they can't utilize. Their government hates them. They're constantly being utopianized and moved in on and fucking... Bro, as a people, they should just kill everyone because they're fucking pissed off. But we're bigger than them, so we do what we want. And, like, I'm not... I don't... I, you know, I, I may have just been... I don't read, so don't judge me. But, like, also... Dude, like, I'm not far off base... Like I'm oh, really, really not. Can I? Can I also mention? Uh, I just don't like it. I don't like how it's favoritized and how and how like once we got what we want, we're like, all right, truce, 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 yeah. truce. But but and like we call someone a good Christian boy. What a vicious murderer! <laughs> you know, it's it, yo like when someone calls somebody a God fearing man, or they call themselves a God. Oh, I'm a God fearing man. Yeah, why? You're a fucking psychopath. Why? Why? You're Moses. You're Moses. It's just—it's like. What would you do if you saw somebody in the park talking to a burning bush, and they were like, "God's telling me to free my people." You'd lock them the fuck up. <laughs> we're reading that story in the Bible, and we're like, "You get him, Moses. Get the fuck out of here." You—you you either like, dude, dude, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, dude, ask a question or two before you start coming knocking on my door. Do you have a second to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses? Why? What do you witness? We don't like witnesses around here. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, I'm not wrong. I'm most, if most people weren't afraid to appear this way, they would probably talk. Like, poop, if, if, can you imagine me on CNN? They'd probably have to kill me afterwards. They probably, I wouldn't make it out of the studio. Well, <laughs> I'm not wrong, dude. Like, just ask a question or two. It's not about woke culture. It's about like, dude, who are you? All right, I'm a man. I got to feed myself definitely for sure, mostly every day. Got to drink some water. That's for sure. I don't like living outside, but even if I could, that's illegal now apparently. So I need a house, which means I need a job, which means I need education, which means like these are all things I have to do. And then I got to be happy about it and then knock some chick up because she's hot and she does that thing I like. So now I'm going to have a baby with her so I can do that mostly for all the days that ever happen. And then like, and then I hopefully I'll live a long time, long enough to pay into uh, a a fucking retirement where I die and she spends my money until she dies after having an affair in the nursing home while they trade pills over backgammon or whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. Yeah. But mostly, that's a pretty accurate summation of life. You'll go on some trips between there and sail a boat. Maybe get a dog. See, um, I refer to myself pretty often as, uh, as a, a spiritual nihilist. <laughs> what does that even mean? So a nihilist is just somebody who's like, ah, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, it doesn't like, matter. Nothing matters anyway. So like, You can't. Like... I I came home, I came home from uh, an ayahuasca retreat. Oh God! And and I'm I'm sitting here on the couch, and my roommate at the time was like, "Hey man, want to watch this documentary with me about how the Romans made up Jesus?" And I was like, "I'm too high. I'm too high spiritual spiritually right now for you to start talking to me about shit not mattering." Yeah, <laughs> I'm too high spiritually right now. You got you got to give me a couple days. Yeah. The fuck out of here. No, you're you're 100% right, dude. You know what? What do you think would happen? What do you think would happen if, like... If, like, an intelligent species came down, invaded us, and, like, got on TV somehow and was like... It's all a lie. <laughs> like, 
we engineered you to mine this planet or some shit. Like, or like we figured it out another way. Like, like we could somehow scientifically prove. Like, what if people just found out that there was no God? You know what you'd have to do? Buy a gun because you're in danger. That means nobody has anything to lose anymore except for other people. Like, oh, if I shoot somebody, I'm going to jail. Yeah, well, what if I don't give a fuck about that? Mm. What if I'm Ferguson, Missouri? (laughs) And fuck you. Yeah, Mm. I'm going to jail in three weeks, yet there's people lighting cop cars on fire, beating people to death, robbing outlet stores. They're not even in jail. Mm Mm-hmm. You have no idea. Like we, re- I believe we need this shit, but also, oh, I do- it's like a train about to hit you in slow mo. Like you can't look away, but you're like, fuck. It's the most shitty thing ever. I don't, this was a long ass talk. Where are we at? Oh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, <laughs> this is a lot. Who's gonna listen to all this? That's what I was gonna. I was about to mention, like. Whoever's listening Who, to all this, you're a brave soul. Who, and also, who, get a fucking hobby. Whoever, whoever <laughs> sat through and listened to this whole thing. You know what? No one's probably sat through and listened to the whole it, thing. Chris. <laughs> it's going to be Chris. <laughs> He's going to hear this part at the end. I'm going to come back and be like, you mentioned me. <laughs> love you, buddy. I, I, I just, dude. Come back and love us again. <laughs> I, 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 it kind of breaks my heart a little bit, honestly. I mean, let him let him run his. Hang on, I'm I'm gonna say sometimes people people will really really hold on to your space and really need you, and you're there for them, and then you get no thanks for it. You get no flowers. You get no reward. But then Chris went through this same shit over ten years ago. And I was there, and I was like, dude, I love you. I unconditionally love you. And then him and his mom, uh, uh, I'm sorry, his mom and me, we chatted all the time about how to get his meds right and get it all regulated. And I, I, had, to, I had to distance myself from Chris because of his mental illness. Because it was getting to the point where it was reflecting badly on me. And and. I didn't want my ego to like cut my friend off, but I knew that I knew that if I was going to continue to take him to shows with me and he was going to hop in the ring and embarrass me and like try to hurt people, like I had to I had to cut him cut him off and I let all this time go by where I wasn't talking to him and I catch up with him and he's doing great and he gets me a job and he's my boss and I have this whole new like wow you when you don't give up on somebody when you don't fully give up on somebody and you always have hope for them they can pull it around then his mom dies and he he loses it and and he keeps swearing to me that he's fine he was sitting here in this fucking room with me and I was, I, I always wondered if the, the times he was the most manic, the times that he, like, would, like, where I had to, like, fight him, like, where I had to, like, choke him out to make him, like, stop doing what he was doing, if he remembers any of that. And he would, he would show up at my house 
and at my mom's house and at the neighbor's house and he would walk down the street with one shoe on and one flip-flop on or just no shoe or sock on on the other foot. And when he sat here with me uh, a couple months ago, uh, it was him and Justin and I, my brother Justin, and and I, 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 we were talking about the shoe thing. And he said, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty telling sign that I'm going through something. If you ever see me like that again, say something to me. And I did. I said, you said for me to say something to you if I was seeing it again and I'm seeing it again and I'm concerned. And he went, no, man, that's different. Oh, that was, that was like, oh, I said, if I said, if I was wearing one shitty shoe and one nice shoe, I'm like, no, there was no caveats on it. It was, if the shoes aren't right, you ain't right. And now, now, like, your delusions are letting you blow my legit concern off. Minimalizing my concern when I'm not minimalizing my, my care for you. And my concern that I'm reaching out. And, that, and it's like, you're heading down a path that's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything but what I really wanted to do, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to have Chris sitting right here and have this conversation with Chris. But he's fucking gone. I don't know how, I don't know how to possibly get him to come back. And, and it breaks my fucking heart every day. Yeah, you do. My sister had a conversation with me last night. And before we even started talking, she asked me how I felt about talking to her. And I said, fine, why? We're adults now. And she was like, because we gave up on you. She's like, I gave up on you. And she said, I never should have. She's like, I would have, she's like, I used to talk to you. And after we get done talking, she's like, I would have anxiety attacks and little breakdowns. And she was like, I I don't want to tell you anything like this to make you upset but she's like when you were in prison I would think of what your life would be like like your day to day life and, and and everyone would pretend like they wouldn't but I would and um, and we let you do that by yourself and we thought that if you wanted to be with us that you would fix yourself and that you would come to us that you had every opportunity to um and it never occurred to her later that it would make her feel like that. And I said, well, is there anything I can do to absolve you? Because I had to go to that place to, to get here and there was nothing any of you could have done. She was like, Brian, don't tell me how to feel about the things I feel about. I feel like I, I had a choice to stand by you even at a distance I could have wrote you. I could have put money on the phone. I could have let you know you weren't by yourself. That I loved you. Because I always have and you're my brother. But I didn't. And, and, and you went through all that by yourself. And when you love somebody, you love somebody. That's not conditional. So if there was ever a point, my advice to you, like if I go outside and get hit by a car right now, would be if that sentence that you spoke to him 
unconditional was unconditional, if that is your, that is who you are, don't bring him to fucking shows. But he is hurting, and this person isn't his choice, I promise you. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if it hurts you a little bit, it hurts you a little bit. It's never going to be fun to not see somebody be their best. But what will hurt you more is taking those steps back and and later being like, I left you all alone to fight the wolves. You don't have to do that. He can't hurt you any other way than he already is. So that's happening. Um, you might not be able to reach him. But you are a good man. And you will be upset that you didn't try. Because he's your friend. So I know it's hurtful and it's shitty right now. And he's doing nuts shit. But he needs... He, he needs... Look at that fucking video. It made me sick. I'll send it to you. He's literally on live Facebook. Dancing around. Flipping shit over. Fucking two guys are filming him with some girl. I'll show, I don't want to put his business. It's bad. And he is. Though that's who he's around. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, what's, he, what's he got to grab onto that was bigger and better? Because he has been bigger and better than that. It's not a choice needs to be reminded and if you got to remind him again remind him again and if it doesn't work remind him again and if it doesn't work remind him again just don't bring him to shows yeah he might end up in jail he might do something but at least you stayed true to you yeah i mean and you're self-made and you know what you've built your little space and if you got to deal with it you got to deal with it has he ever been there for you yeah what, what is he is hey Man to man, human to human, is the is the juice worth the squeeze? Them fucking squeeze, dude. Regret is way too heavy of a price to pay for some a little bit of time. <clears throat> He's a really special guy, dude. I I texted him on New Year's. I texted him on Christmas. I just wanted him to know that he's being thought of. I see him when he comes into work. I hug him tight. When you're not there, I want him. To associate care, warmth, hum- humanity. He's not in good shape. Yeah. But you are a good man. So go do what good men do. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever said it was going to be easy. And nobody said that you didn't have to be tough to do it. You're, you're, and you, I think you're pretty fucking tough. So I think you can take it. Yeah. And if he ever hears this one day, I think you're dope as fuck. And I think that you're crazy as fuck, Celia. And I think that... We need you around, man, because you're proof that you could be a professional. And remember, it's not just Fridays. Life is just burgers and beers, man. It's burgers and beers, baby. All right. I miss you, buddy. I really do, and I hope you're okay. And we're going to get you back. I'm going to send James in there. He's a little bigger than me. He can handle it. I really wish you're okay, and I hope your spirit heals. And that's all I got to say. He's a fucking friend you find. He's one of a kind, that guy, dude. He's a rare gem. Yeah. When do you drop rare gems? Well, 
They're rare. Yeah. He's a fucking cool dude, man. I like him a lot. I liked him immediately. There's a lot of people like that. So, uh, I, I, I made this connection with the fact that everybody who I met named Chris had always been somebody who's like been very special to me and really like hooked me up at some point in my life. And like the majority of my friends named Chris who've done that aren't with us anymore. And, and, um, a couple years ago, I, uh, and it's part of me wanting to start this podcast. I think, I think I told this to you before. But I'm I'm not certain because you know I, I I haven't since since we started knowing each other I haven't really done a lot of podcasts right but um, <clears throat> when I first wanted to start this show uh, my mom had told me this story about how she got a, a, a CD burnt with uh, voicemails on it from her mom and her best friend. Because she said, you know how when people die, you forget what their voice sounds like? Mm. Yeah. I remember being like, I never want that for me or for the people I care the most about. So the people I care most about, I want here on this show with me so that I can say on the record for us to listen back to this in 10 years from now, or this can be the time stamping right now. The 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 very first time we're here, I told you, I fucking love you, I cherish you, I respect you, and this is important. This is important that we're welcome. We're welcome to, we're welcome to the next chapter. And to have him on, you should have him on. I I, I want I I always wanted to. I think. Yeah. It, it's it's concerning that he is unable to sit still right now. When this is over, and um, my I had my friend Chris Cotton on the podcast a couple years ago. Well, the first year I was doing the podcast, he was the first name comedian I had come on the show, and. He, he was a name to comedians. Only comedians knew him. Um, and like some like really deep, like deep comedy fans knew who he was. And he came on the show, and I said, I, so I was like, I, I don't, I don't know where you're gonna go. I don't know what you're gonna do, but already. I think you're a superstar. You're hilarious, and I, I, I treasure the shit, the memories we made with each other, and I cherish the, the, the fun energy that you have and the, the light that you are. And, and he, he responded back with, with I'm, he, I'm funny too. You are. That's what he was telling. No one was telling me that. You know what I mean? Like, That's... and this is, this is. So Somebody cool. I respect and love, and they're they're and then he was tell he, he was telling me about his wife, and he was telling me about his his parents, and he was telling me about like reflections from 
like mistakes and life lessons and stuff like that. And and I was like, and and his he came on like a year later, and in this podcast when he was talking the first one he was talking about he was talking about um, like I don't I think off mic he was like I don't know how much longer I'm gonna do this comedy thing. Like he, he was like kind of getting tired of it, and like he then um, he then moved to Jersey City and was working in the offices at Comedy Central, and like was the bigger name that he had been in a really long time. And I was like, "Do you remember how last year you were saying you didn't want to do this anymore?" Right. And he was like, "Yeah." I'm like. See how we can change, man? And I love the fact that those conversations are outliving us. But for now, I, I can go, like, his wife was, like, eight months pregnant when he died. Like, on Christmas. Like, he died right at Christmas. He didn't die on Christmas, but, it, like, his wife was pregnant and he died right before the, the baby was born. But now, maybe one day the the daughter will be able to hear that back. That shit's outliving us. That's outliving me, and I now have that 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 stuff helped me get through the loss of him. So I still want this to be on the record of me saying to you, I adore you, <laughs> I love you, um, I respect you. I'm grateful that we met, and I'm grateful for the currency of effort that you've spent on me and hyping me up. No, no one I know hypes me up the way you do. And it's, and it's, there's no, there's no motive. There's no insincere, insincere, insincerity behind it. Like it's all the way genuine, like love. And it's, uh, reciprocated. Don't do this to me, man. (laughs) You're the fucking coolest thing. Are you serious? I'm like so proud of you. I tell everybody, like, oh, like I and I and I know a lot of really cool people, but dude, people like you, man. And it it was because you, Chris, cottoned me. You turned around as something of of a person where I'm like, my God, he is an impressive, like, what a great fucking guy, like. God damn, like, teach me, dude. You're most of the things that I want to be. Almost everything that I want to be in a, in a man and a human. And you turn to me and say stuff to me like that. You're damn right we're in the 60s. And I'm like, do you guys know my friend Corey Castle? Fucking kick your dad's ass. Like, whatever, dude. You're the shit. Like, it's so... And, like, on your worst day, when you struggle, I'm like, do you know who you... Th- think you are because whoever you think you are is probably slightly less than what you actually are which is better <laughs> always you know i i have total faith in you to figure this out never been a server before i've never uh, been in the food service industry and it's, i mean people always say you got to do it for six months everyone should do it for six months yeah, to understand yeah, 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 yeah. it like that's the that's the cliche saying about it i just hit six months of being a server and uh, I, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. It'll teach you valuable lessons. It really trains your brain to be multitasking, memory. Mm-hmm. Hey, you ever see me wear an apron? 
<laughs> you ever see me write anything down? Mm. No. No. No? But you know what? You know the only two people in that restaurant I ever see doing anything? Hmm. They sit down and talk to their tables. Who are the two people that work there that sit down and actually talk to their tables? Uh, Marco does. I don't think I've ever seen Marco do that. Mm. But I me, mean, you work yeah. with him during the day. But I, me and you, Same, yeah, me and you, because we're people, people, mm-hmm. people, people. We love people. People are our favorite people sometimes when they're not shitty, and mm-hmm. that's cool. But like, I will sit down and talk to anybody about anything, and I don't care. But you, you're just easy. And I, I love this conversation, and I love it's on the record, and I thank you for having me, and I thank for whoever the hell ever listened to this. And Mom, I'm sorry I love you. Sasha, I'm sorry I love you. Brandon, you're the shit. Phil, you're an amazing father and a role model. And, and to anybody who's ever invested any time in me and didn't think that they saw worth or have it pay off, as is most people's real, real fear, it, it did. It kept me alive in dark moments, and I and I really appreciate that. And hopefully we can share brighter ones in the future. Two two super quick things, and then then uh, I'll send you off with a, a hot dog and a handshake right off into the sunset, as they say. I get a hot dog out of this? I'm bitching. <laughs> so the I think the the old indie wrestling joke is that that was what your payday was because wrestling paydays are so weak. Yeah. They say hot dog and a handshake, so I now say that at the end of every episode. Nice, uh, but. The one thing I, I have this segment I call audio time travel, where I say, and you kind of just did it without me even bringing it up. Uh, say, considering we were talking about this, this stuff outliving us, uh, or just being on the record, the people who love you the most, the people who care about you the most, your daughters, 20 years from now, stumble across this recording, and they want to hear a direct message from this version of you. Timestamp on right now. Lessons you've learned. Wisdom you can impart. Some sort of advice. From, from 33-year-old dad to, to 28, 28-year-old, 27-year-old daughters. Uh, if you date before you're 40, I'll fucking kill you. If I'm dead by then, I'll haunt you. Um... I don't care if you become strippers as long as you're happy. Just treat people with kindness and respect. And you never know what people have been and what they're going through. And you don't know what people have to tell themselves to get out of bed every morning. So be kind and be courteous and and try and be wise. And if you're unsure what to do, take the extra second. Take care of yourself. Health is always wealth. It's the only thing that's going to matter when you get older and... If you're not smiling, then whatever's keeping you from it needs to go. But most importantly, always take the time to respect yourself because how you feel at the end of every day when the entire world is not next to you and it's just you is all that matters. That's really, truly all that matters. And uh, I love you very much from the bottom of anything that will ever resemble my heart. Thank you. Uh, the way I wrap up every episode, the way we wrap up every episode, is I, I was, uh, I was, say hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. So this has been the pilot episode, the first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Brian Scott. 
in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, you just wrap it up in a pretty little bow and, and send us home. You want this to be Jerry Springer? Yeah, yeah. In 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 you know in the fashion where in which he'd like talk about the takeaways and the 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 most important like underlining. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Of, of the episode, <laughs> the love, the loss, the 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 ups, the downs, the the torment, the torture, the future. The only thing that ever matters. The human condition, the spirit, is there a God, isn't there? Not if it really matters. All I know is I got a hot dog and a handshake today. I've got one friend on planet Earth who loves me and and and, and, and a dream. And um, to anybody who will ever listen to this in their entirety, I hope you learned a little something about what it means to be the underdog. And hopefully you can help them be a bigger dog. In whatever fight they choose to fight, on whatever private battlefield they choose to battle on. <laughs> Thank you very much, Corey Castle. We did this interview. We did this interview a couple years, more than a couple years ago. With that, with that. Do you remember Tugboat from the WWF? Barely. Okay, so he was, he was a big star in the eighties, right? Uh, he when he first was breaking into the business. He was given some advice by Macho Man Randy Savage, and he does this impress. He did this impression in the interview where he was like, "He's like, guarantee tugboat. Anyone who's going to guarantee you anything, tugboat, is more full of shit than a Christmas turkey." And uh, yeah, sure, <laughs> but I think that that's pretty. Guarantees aren't guarantees aren't uh, really. Uh, the really the the wagon hook you know the the cart to hook your wagon to or whatever it's like that was a good try putting your (laughs) eggs all in one basket based off of based off of some uncontrollable force that isn't you is is, uh, is it's too uncertain so be certain Tighten your loop. Be kinder to yourself. Receive kindness. And one more thing. Do you have any impressions? What do you mean? Like, can you do impressions of anyone? Like any famous people? <laughs> I uh, I can I can sing like a few same famous people, but. It's middle of the night. Your roommates. I I can't do any like uh, voices. I make fun of the retarded kid Boston that we work with. But okay, so in in the Boston accent, <laughs> I want you to I want you to say what we close the show with. I'm just saying, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. <laughs> oh God, he's such a shitty. All right. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, be safe. Uh, you know, you know, have fun and uh, you know, uh, um, keep evolving with uh, Corey Castles. You, you know, uh, be cold, be warm. I, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> Everybody who listened, thanks so much for uh, 
Thanks for paying me the effort of your, the currency of your effort and uh, appreciate your time. And the call to action is hit the subscribe button, comment so I know you exist. And if you're feeling like you need a friend, I'm not a hard person to get a hold of. And uh, that that's absolutely another thing, dude. Oh, yeah. And anything, any, any, I mean, I, I think you already know this. If you feel like you've got nobody to talk to, I'm here. Yeah, I know that I'll, I call you all the time. I bother that's, you constantly. That's that. The fact that you've, the fact that you've given me all this attention and this effort, combined with the amount of great gratitude I have for the time and effort that the people listening have given me, uh, I owe you. You don't owe me shit. Just keep smiling. <laughs> keep being awesome. Keep giving keep me something smiling. to talk about. Keep shining, That's right. knowing you can always count on me, for we, sure. We just can't have you sing anymore. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. That's right. <laughs>